0: Welcome to Legit Cool My Podcast, where I talk all things movies and TV series, and I'm joined once again by my very good friend, the one and only Nathan Sammy.
1: Yo, yo, yo! Hey, River. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm. I'm alright. I'm. Um... I've been uh, awaiting, uh, we're in Sydney, and I'm just awaiting uh, test results to find out I'm, I'm negative, and uh, I've been stuck in the house. You look very negative to me. I'm pretty <laughs> negative. I'm a very negative person. Uh, I've been stuck in a house for three days, and oh man, I'm going crazy. Just, uh, <laughs> I think I've yeah. tried, picked up every hobby uh, over the last three days. I've done a lot of cooking. I've um, watched a lot of Marvel. Watched mm. Fantastic Beasts, and where to find oh. them the first one last night. Just... Just to
0: kind of prepare you for the sequel. Nah, no, oh. Is it the sequel or the third one? It's uh, the third
1: sense. one, yeah. Okay. Oh man, we could we could do a whole, whole little bit about oh, no, that. I know, you're
0: a big, big, you're a huge oh, Harry yeah. fan. For those yeah. of you who don't know Nathan's background in um, nerdy Harry Potter land, <laughs>
1: nerdy Harry Potter
0: land. <laughs> he knows all at, about it. Um, I'm just
1: at my bookshelf right now and I've uh, we'll already pulled out the book.
0: Oh yeah. Um, screenplay people listening can't see that but he just yeah. showed him one of his collectibles
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and of course my name is rivervillian here legit cool i review recap and rank movies and tv series and it is all about tv series today we are revisiting the mcu you. once again because we'd never revisit the mcu don't we <laughs> um, we're re- revisiting today with the season finale episode six of hawkeye you, a very go. disappointing ending no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> save, but, um, that. Save,
1: save that save that content we'll save for, that uh, we'll save that content um,
0: i can already hear people bashing their keyboard saying
1: no you're wrong you were wrong the <laughs> finale was great
0: um but trust me everybody listening we have very good explanations as to what we think um so we can comfortably justify everything um but um, we're not going to just review the episode six finale. We're also gonna take you through the entire season uh to give a little bit of a recap on the entire season and give our overall rank and feeling. I don't think I've actually heard your rank for this yet, Nathan so and I don't think I've expressed my full rank because I've I've had a couple of days to think about the entire season. Yep. Um but I guess also a couple of days to think about episode six. So, um, I'm, I'm yeah. gonna
1: pull up my rank my ranking list right now because I had oh, already placed oh. Hawkeye in it um, when we did a ranking back when we did the MCU Phase 4 right. cast. So um and at the time it was relatively high. I uh, I remembered saying this about Game of Thrones years ago when it still hadn't finished, and um, thinking about like, how would this as a TV show go down in history? Whether you consider it the greatest TV show ever, or um, Well, wow, that's a big step. How would it go
0: down in history of a TV series? <laughs> well,
1: well, as a TV series, and you, you got to think of, of Hawkeye in that context too. It's like that's true. That's these, true. these 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 uh, these stories that you tell on TV, um, I think, however long they stay in the zeitgeist, it's really about how how solid they were as a, as a as a whole, and. Mm. Up until season, uh, episode five, I felt like Hawkeye was on its way to being one of the greats.
2: <laughs> mm, yeah. Um, but uh. I
1: feel like it's, it like this last ep- like last episode really, uh, let the team down. Oh man. I had a pretty high up. I had it in my A tier just under Spider-Man Far From Home and ahead of okay. Doctor Strange.
0: It us like how many, how oh, many in the A tier?
1: I had two. I had eight films in my A tier or okay. TV shows included. And no TVs or? I had one TV show. What If was okay. in that as well as Hawkeye. So, ah, but um, okay. man, it was still really good. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to yeah. still put it in A tier as an amazing superhero film, but mm. I'd probably drop it down a few pegs. My, my A tier, yeah. We could post it up at another point again. Uh, sure. <laughs> what mean, about you, now- or like,
0: now we have like 33 30, now, right? That'll be 33 uh, titles in the thirty two. I thought it was only 32, 32. yeah. 32. No, because 31 was before Spider-Man No Way Home, wasn't it?
1: Ah, uh, true. I haven't even put uh, Spider-Man No Way Home
0: in here. So. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so 32 Whoa. with Spider-Man No Way Home and then 33 with Hawkeye. Uh, or, uh. <laughs> um. You know, to be honest, I haven't actually thrown it into the pile of my MCU ranking yet. And I think it's only because uh, I need a little bit of time to to reestablish the, you know, because when you when you have to add something to the whole MCU ranking system, it's it's not as simple as just okay, I'm gonna throw it at number six because you have to think about like where is it gonna be sitting relative to number five and then and number seven, right? Yeah, you yep. know what I mean. Like, like I can't just throw it at number six because I'm like in my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, it deserves
1: number sex. six i i
0: think i have to think about where it is relatively to everything else that's yeah. in there. so it's actually pretty hard um my initial thought and this my initial thought actually goes back to before the season finale <laughs> um <clears throat> i was thinking that hawkeye was gonna be definitely top 10 uh, wow. top 10 material for yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 but it's it's actually dropped a little bit not significantly dropped it has dropped a little bit because the season finale for me was a little bit of a disappointment yeah. but um just just before we get into the recapping the show what did you think of episode six uh, I was gonna say what did you think of the whole series but let's just like focus on episode six for yeah. for now what did you think of it as a first impression yes
1: yeah, as, as a first impression I like, I was just there for the ride. And I, th- I think in the same way as, uh, I can't remember which episode it was, I think it might have been the Echoes episode where they have the, 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 the car chase scene uh, with the trick arrows. Uh, like episode big, three?
0: Yeah, which I think, which was, I think yeah. is
1: Echoes, yep. Um, after, yeah, after they've been captured. I like I, I think I was really excited for another big set piece. Uh, which which they, they, they brought. I don't know if they really stuck the landing with that big set piece. But mm. my, my biggest kind of concern was the tying up of so many characters and doing so in a way which uh, fell a bit flat. Uh, and, and so, like, with plot twists, with uh, villains, with uh, kind of misdirects, and even with, like, I guess the culmination of what the two Hawkeyes' relationships would be and where they would end, uh, end the season and, 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 the show with, I, um, yeah, I just felt, uh, certain things really worked. And then there was a lot of moments that just never happened, uh, which I, I guess I was hoping for, um, so enjoyed it immensely for everything it brought, but I, I felt it had a few different holes. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Those holes were large, and they couldn't they couldn't actually <laughs> plug those holes. Um, and the this, this ship was the ship was like sinking for me. <laughs> see, what about, like, what about um, you? Yeah,
1: because yeah,
0: like I, I'm actually very similar to you. I, I think both me and you resonate when it comes to how we criticize the finale. It's um, it's very enjoyable. There's actually nothing unenjoyable about it, mm. but the biggest issues come in the form of like you said, tying up these characters and tying up the stories nicely. I remember, you know, the advertisement for this was um, before Hawkeye came out, one of their marketing campaigns was, um, this Christmas, like, put a bow on something. Uh, it's something along <laughs> those lines. I'm, I'm doing a terrible job of that, paraphrasing yeah. here. Yeah. But but I love the marketing material because it was about, like, this Christmas, um, it's time that we put a bow to the present, something like that. Um So yeah, obviously, like (laughs) very uh, pun intended, uh, type advertisement for Hawkeye. Uh, But the funny thing is, like when you when I wanted the finale to have a to tie it up with a nice bow, it really didn't. It tied it up with like a broken bow. (laughs) 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 Um, So it didn't quite come full circle with the uh, with the marketing material. But yeah, um, you didn't have your
1: cathartic end no, <laughs>
0: and that's the thing, is like there wasn't any catharsis to the ending. Um I like I, I really enjoy that the characters got their moments. You know, I, I mm. like the fact that Hawkeye and Lady Hawk, whatever she wants to call herself by the end. But I think actually the last line last line she says,
1: Well, how about how about a Hawkeye or whatever? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is the last well, line. I think his his series. last line is I think I was it something along the lines of I think I have uh a, a, name think I, a name for you, or like, okay. yeah, it's like I'm just going to that, that point in
0: the episode, yeah. You right can now. go to that point, but I think she, I think her last line, she says, Well, what about Hawkeye, and then that's when the title credits come up. So good, um, yeah. So they do have their moments. I love the fact that there is a payoff to Kate wanting to become the partner for Clint Biden, and then you know, there is a moment in the episode where he says that. Like she's trying to say, you go home to your family, you go home and make it in time for Christmas, and and I'll clean up this mess that I've done, you know. And she's taking on that sort of full adult responsibility, and then he turns around and responds by saying, um, "No, we're partners, you know, and your problems are my problems as well, so we'll do it together." So that's really cool. I love that there is that moment, and then they have that um, team up moment at the end and the ice rink, which it's a cool moment, but I have quite a few issues with that <laughs> that action sequence. Instead um, of uh,
1: instead of having too many red shirts, there are red tracksuits. <laughs>
0: d- exactly. Exactly. He took the words out of my mouth. Um, so, yeah, I, I like those moments. I like that Jack Duque got a little bit more to do, but again, that was a little bit of a disappointment. I think he was kind of uh, pushed to the corner a little
1: bit given some kind of moment, but... Yeah, it's not. I I had a I had a thought on that. I think from straight after we watched it, which I think we can bring up later because I I thought it might be nice if at the end of our our review we could talk about all the stingers that we could have made up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I love it. I I love that you came up with that type of stinger as well. That was a really really good one.
0: Uh, I actually came up with another one too that I was sharing with someone. Who was I shooting it with? Maybe it was. J- oh, it was JC because me and JC watched it again because he was. That's right. Um, right. Yeah, he had to work, so I had to watch it for a second time with him. Whole you guy had thought, to watch so, it this oh, day man. because because both me and you were like, we're gonna watch it without you. <laughs> um, sorry. No, but he's he's sorry, cool JC with that. Get in sorry, JC, sorry, JC. <laughs> he was cool with it because he he understands like how nerds operate, you know. <laughs>
1: We can't, um, we can't be late even by an hour.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, I, I like those parts. I do I do love the fact that we see Wilson Fisk again, um, aka Kingpin. I love the camera work to introduce him into the MCU. Mm. Um, they're going with that sort of low um low looking up angle for mm. to show his kind of presence and his enormity, the size of Kingpin. So that's really cool. I love the dialogue he has with um Eleanor Bishop, um, but I also have a couple of problems with that as well. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, like everything that we do get in this episode, I think it's all the ingredients that we want. We, mm. it's all the ingredients that we want to eat up, and and anything that in, that Marvel is going to give us, right? Anything that is explosive or anything that is like hype train material, we're going to eat it up. Absolutely, you know, we yeah. fans, and we eat up this whole material, but unfortunately like the 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 things the problems that i have with this tv series and this is this goes with all the other mcu content this is movies as well right movies are not left off the hook with this This is like any problems that we do have it always comes in the form of storytelling characters the way the characters are going throughout their journey and how Mm. we end those journeys Mm. um and for this finale it just didn't in the characters the way I'd like them to see. I just feel like there's some unfinished business there. And Jack Duque is, is a is a classic example. Like he 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 definitely got the short end of the stick because he's supposed to be swordmaster. He's supposed to be this like expert sword swordsman and he's fighting these tracksuit guys who don't even know how to fight. Yeah. And it just yeah. looks like a parody. It, it oh, almost yeah. looks like it almost looks like like Jack 2K is perfect LARPA. You know how we, we see the lappers in this? It's like the lappers are, are fighting to the same kind of skill level as Jack Duque as Jack, or vice yeah. versa. And I was like, what is this scene? Like, the scene looks really <laughs> terrible. Like, the choreography looks unconvincing. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. the choreography just looked really cheap. And I was like, are you going to do Jack Duque, the A.K.A. Swordsman like that? Like, so yeah. Swordsmaster? I thought that was kind of... Oh, that, that was a bit of a So I'm just
1: thinking of more Stingers.
0: <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah. Think of more Stingers. Um, um, but... Yeah, there's there's a lot more issues with this finale than there are great things. But it's it's kind of weird because I I don't necessarily think the episode is terrible. You know, I, yeah. I don't, and I'm pretty sure you feel the same as well, Nate. Is like yeah. I don't think this episode is terrible. It's very much enjoyable. It's very upbeat. It's very optimistic. Mm. The the music, um, they continue to do really well with the musical score, mm. um, and Clint and Kate they're the stars of the show and they still remain as the stars of the show um but yeah I, I think i'm gonna start getting into like very detailed stuff so we might as well just like go through the episode and we'll just recap and jump each through. part yeah so you know we begin the episode with um kingpin uh i was actually surprised that we're gonna see kingpin straight away like i know i know we finished um episode five with the screenshot the pixelated Mm, the blurry, yeah, a blurry video. That was the blurry by, video sent by yeah. Yelena. <laughs> that was the other thing. eh? Yeah. it was a video that she sent, and it wasn't. Um, it wasn't just a uh, a photo. Yeah, but I guess it makes sense because then we see Kate play the video. Um, even though it seemed like really staged, like there's this random camera in the corner that she hacked into. <laughs> 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 um, you know, watching. <clears throat> Um, Wilson Fisk have this dialogue with Kate Bishop, uh, sorry, Eleanor Bishop. Yeah. So we open up the scene with that. And like I said before, I love the camera work here. It's showing the size of Kingpin and how it's not just showing his size, but it's also showing his authority over like whatever he's involved in and how he's a bigger person.
1: It's very similar to uh, Marcellus Wallace in Pulp Fiction. Uh, Yeah. Good cut, right. To like, um, Having the presence of a villain. Good eye, uh, man. Good and that's actually reason. something very that. similar, like, that, that, like, story-wise, I felt right from the beginning when you just see, like, his hand in Echo's episode at the beginning yeah. of her story. That's um, right. That sense of, like, this overwhelming presence that is going to appear. And, like, in Pulp Fiction, like, when Marcel Wallace appears... Mm. Uh, you know you've you've already had like well we should do a pop fiction review because <laughs> we, uh, should, we, like should, we, we should we should we should
0: because i feel like like we'll agree on some things but i think But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> like uh,
1: john travolta uh and uma thurman's uh story and like marcellus wallace is in the background of that and you see yeah. him when bruce willis comes in and he tells him to take the fall and you just see his little band-aid on the back of his neck but you still don't see his face and it's like easily two hours into the film that he appears and like that's that's that kind of presence um Mm. and i think that's what like that scene is some ways must be (laughs) i feel like it's paying homage to that and those other types of those mafia don um yeah yeah i mean i think with the
0: every time you try and establish a, a big villain especially if it's within the confines of like ground level threat stuff um and you know when it's to do with gangs and mafias you have to try and use really clever camera techniques to be able to establish that presence because otherwise mm. you know when you think about the greater mcu there are much more powerful villains obviously compared oh, to yeah. human villains and i so, was just thinking I, of
1: him and kang i was like oh big bad this is phase <laughs> four right like See, totally. and the you know, mandarin I mean, and the mandarin right like the
0: mandarin yeah i mean all of these guys just are, are humans especially like kang but um but I think um, the challenge with MCU is always going to try and establish threats within their own um, contained, like TV mm. series and movies, mm. so that we're not thinking about, oh man, this guy's nothing though. Like
2: yeah.
0: there's 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 like Thanos types and there's like Adam Warlock types, you know, all these kind of yeah. like intergalactic villains. And I think I love the fact that we can sort of forget for a moment that those villains exist and just focus on the TV series. So I think this opening scene done a really good job at that. Um, I just wanted to see more of it. I wanted to see, uh, I don't know, give us a flashback or something. I I, I don't know how you would try and incorporate a bit more development with these characters and the relationship they had in the past. Because, like, even though the dialogue is good, it's all exposition, right? But try to explain
1: what had happened. Like, to, to that point, Eleanor Bishop actually getting Jack to take the fall for uh, Aman's death, I was like, mm. oh, I, and and this was the same thing." You not only introduced to kingpin in this moment, you also introduced to Eleanor as a villain in this moment. Because mm-hmm. up until this point, you haven't really had that. You, it's pretty obvious. It's pretty obvious. <laughs> it's pretty obvious. The whole worst way kept secret show. in the
0: series.
1: <laughs> but but even by the end of the 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 show, her presence as a villain isn't really felt. And I would have liked either to see her in action or. Her manipulating Kingpin or her utilizing her security company to to like to stage the robbery at the at the auction or to see how she went about getting Amand killed. Um, True. Yeah. And, and even in that sense, like Yelena goes and finds out this information about who her employee is because she didn't know who it was. Yep. And was she yep. hired by Kingpin? Was she hired by Eleanor? Who was the middle person? Was it well, yeah. Was it Val? Like did... I, exactly. And this oh, is man. where this is where I'm a so little like, bit frustrated. Those... Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is where my
0: frustrations started to creep in because I was hoping that we're going to come back to the conversation of um, Eleanor and Kingpin and hmm. and give us those answers of like who actually hired Yelena then. So was it yeah? Like because Yelena is is being hired by a faceless person, but we know that Yelena is. I, I guess given the job by Valentina de Fontaine, mm. but but it's unclear on like what the connection is.
1: It's super and ambiguous,
0: and it's very ambiguous. And of course, like the MCU is gonna ex- probably explain this a little bit later. It's all yeah. kind of secret easter eggy type stuff, and yeah. we're gonna like be sitting on this like edge of anticipation to find out how a, how is this ring connected between um, Valentina and and Fisk and. Eleanor. I mean, I guess Eleanor is like a pawn in this game, and the main people are um, Valentina and, and and Fisk. And Fisk, right? So, well, I, I actually what considered
1: her more similar, like on on a similar playing field to Kingpin, where she has her own kind of sway and her own power. And yes, she's mm-hmm. been like beholden to Kingpin up until now. Like, like she was mm-hmm. the one paying off her 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 husband's de- debts and yeah. Um, yeah, at the same time she's be building her own power base. So I actually thought mm. I I thought when she got on the phone after Clint left their house in I think in was it the last episode? Partners, am I right? Or Ronan? Uh, Might have been in Ronan Ronan, yeah. 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 Was that I I thought that the person on the other side of the phone was Val that she was talking to. Me too.
0: Me too. I Just thought it he was gonna be Val and, and Val's like the one talking to the Yeah. Um but which makes me think, like this is probably going to go into some other TV series. I doubt it's going to go into the Echo series, like mm. the story between Valentina and Fisk. Mm. It might be something else, but um, could be Young Avengers. <laughs> could could be Young Avengers. But yeah. here's the thing: is like I think with Fisk, he's he probably sees Valentina as a threat, right? Mm. Like like I guess he would have to because you know there's a line that he says after. <clears throat> After he has this like interaction slash altercation, but it's like a secret altercation with Echo um, because he knows that Echo's gone behind his back, he says, I want the city back, which presupposes that he's lost control of the city. Yeah. And I'll bring up this interview with Vincent Dean a little bit. Um, not right now, but I'll bring it up a little bit later because he does make some confirmation around his character arc, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, but we don't see it in the series because I'm like, why wasn't it in the series? <laughs> um sure. anyway um i i think that that it's going to turn out that he is a bit of a threat oh sorry oh yeah i guess it can work both ways not just him not just valentina being a threat to him but him being a threat to For valentina to and whatever yeah.
1: operations she's got going on
0: like if you um, consider
1: all three of them in many ways as subcontractors to get work done true like that's what yeah. all three of them can do uh both, and this is again where i'm like i feel like eleanor and bishop security that's not the end of them no, uh, no way. And there's something no to, to be done with that. Which, you know, we'll come back to that in the stingers. Oh, <laughs> imagine, the imaginary yeah. <clears throat> canon stingers. That exactly.
0: Your, your reimagined, <laughs> your rewritten stinger. I think that's good. This
1: so musical.
0: <laughs> fr- from there we go quickly into that scene between Kate Bishop and, and Clint. So we're, we're back at the apartment, which is con- still continuing on from the previous episode. Yep. Um, and they have a really short dialogue sequence, but I think it's very key to foreshadowing the end of the episode. Um, where they finally come full circle with uh, them being partners, mm. and she's like, she's like stunned. She's like, ah, oh, she's like lost for words. Mm. Um, so that's a nice little scene. And then we get into the um, the meeting, <laughs> the echo meeting with Fisk and uh, what's his name, Kazi, and Kazi, yeah. Who, who, by the way, is uh, Kazi the clown? This is what J.C. was telling me. Yeah, I don't know much about this character, Kazi,
1: but in the comics, he's called Kazi the clown. It, um, I will get back to him when we get to later in the episode. Yeah, yeah. This <laughs> is a,
0: this is actually a really cool scene because you know that Hawaiian shirt that he's wearing or that tropical shirt that he's wearing? It's very reminiscent of the um, OG Fisk of the comics. Yeah, with, against um, Spider-Man? Against Spider-Man, exactly, yeah. exactly. And then we see like the full outfit uh, at the end of the episode. With his like, hat and everything. With his hat and everything. I was like, oh, what? Is so this, lit- is ludic- this is the so Elizabeth ludicrous. that I want to see. <laughs> exactly, because we never get that in... Um, and Daredevil because Daredevil. Daredevil is a very different show, right? Mm. Daredevil is a very dark, very brooding, very violent TV show, mm. and this is what I appreciate about them bringing Fisk into the MCU. Of course, Fisk when he comes to MCU, he is not gonna be the same grotesque, violent <laughs> Fisk. I mean, there they do was. attempt to show a little bit of that. They show like his physic, his physicality. I suppose you know his mm. kind of like he almost seems like he's you can't penetrate his skin, which is kind of weird, but um, I, I, I kind of get it because it's a little bit of a accuracy or homage to uh, the comics. But um, I, I do love the fact that we're still getting Wilson Fist, just probably not in the same environment and the context that we normally see him in the Daredevil. Yeah, by maybe the way, in
1: this, the same energy as... Uh jjj uh in uh, yeah mcu versus jjj that's uh, right
0: that's a that's a very good point Um, it's
1: similar and maybe that's that that might be a helpful way of placing fisk in this world is same same but different same Um, same but different
0: it's funny because i've read a bunch of theories and people are saying oh it's a variant of kingpin it's a variant of uh wilson fisk it's not the same wilson fisk from from Deadpool, and I'm like, uh, okay, I don't know. I, I think people are just kind of injecting things now into yeah. the MCU and trying to make justifications for the character because yeah. it's a different environment. But I think it's more, it's less about that, and more so what you're saying—the JJ, um, J German, J Jonah Jameson J, 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 um, example. J. You know, same energy, yeah. same kind of vibe, same character, but just there's probably going to be, I don't know, less swearing and <laughs> less, like, less, like, uh, head explosions and
1: <laughs> just wait till, just wait till Ryan Reynolds is in, mate. And, uh, oh, God. Daredevil gets disney I, I don't know. I don't want to know what that's going to be like, but I, I guess I, I think I've been thinking a lot about that around head cannon and something that maybe a lot of our listeners, uh, uh kind of Lapping, or, like going over in their minds all the time, is how, how we could think of and enjoy these shows for the options that they give us, mm-hmm. not for trying to justify them. Like, I don't think we need to take the step to justify it, but we can take um, up the idea of options up mm-hmm. until the point that it's explained and we're disappointed. <laughs> 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 Pete yeah. Evans, what? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, no.
0: I know. You <laughs> know,
1: but like, I think that, that I like that because it, it gives you room to play with. It gives you something to look forward to. And week to week we had stuff to look forward to, but then coming out of Hawkeye and going into the future for Marvel, we Mm. get the excitement of, oh, like the world's our oyster. And there's so many possibilities that have just opened up considering this episode and considering far from home, but like, yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah.
0: But, but but I, I guess like the, just with this particular scene, um i'm oh, sorry no way home. Uh, i didn't mean <laughs> <laughs> no way home spoilers are coming up by the way <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fyi for those who, uh, we're probably gonna have to talk about no way home stuff but um um with this with this particular scene again before we move on um kazi i, I love the fact that kazi's pretty terrified like he's petrified with how this is all going down you know he's the translator and, and this is the this is actually the through line the consistency i love in the show is the way they deal with sign language and communication, because the communication is just as powerful using sign language. Like the way they shoot this, the back and forth between Mm. three people translating, it's Mm. great. And Kazi's like incredibly petrified. He has no idea what's going to go on. Because I think it's also significant to how Fisk treats his people, right? The people that work for him. And you have to assume that Kazi knows or has history of how <laughs> Fisk has dealt with his people in the past, right? Who disobey him, who are who are not loyal to the cause and loyal to the family that he's building, the kind of crazy backwards immoral family. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I love the fact that he's really scared. And, and we see this also come full circle when he has a fight with uh, Echo at the end. Yeah. Um, so, you know, moving on from that scene, we, we start to get into... I guess the meat of the episode where they're building up to this whole um, ma- major anticlimactic no, climax <laughs> <laughs> of a fight scene. You know, they start building the arrows. You know, yeah. they, oh, um, man. they figure out I, like how I, they can got, move the arrows.
1: I got hyped about that. That, that I, I actually serious... really love this scene. I again, love this it was scene a where the where science the crap arrows. out of it. Right, like it's very again, very much in the same vein as. Spider-Man, uh, mm-hmm. having, yeah, true, having true, a true, true. science the crap out of this. This is uh, uniquely this... I think what, what we're appreciating more in any of these superhero shows is things that identify them as that specific superhero. So not being yeah. a superhero generally, but being that specific. What makes Hawkeye Hawkeye? And Hawkeye is bow and arrow, and it's trick arrows. And <laughs> if he's going to pass on the mantle... That's a crucial part to it, which I was thinking about the very beginning of the show. Was like you see it right at the very beginning of of, of episode one, where uh, Kate Bishop uses that tennis ball claw arrow that's right. yeah. to to catch the bell so that it will ring it. And I was mm-hmm. like, that's cool. Like she she made that herself, and so it's great to yep. have a payback to that.
0: It's a very grassroots character. I mean, I guess like all the origin stories for superheroes are very grassroots, but I love the fact that the only utility the that- these two superheroes have is just their wit and their arrows, mm. and it actually reminds me of that scene in Age of Ultron. Remember, like um, um, Hawkeye when he meets uh, Wanda for the first time, or maybe not meet them for, the, for her for the first time, but it's the first time that they get along, and yeah. he's trying to encourage Wanda to get out of here because yeah. you know Wanda's a kid, and and he said something. You know the scene I'm talking about. I know exactly what he. I think yeah. he
1: says. Um, um, there's crazy robots flying around. Yeah, and I'm He's a guy fly, with, he says <laughs>
0: something like the yeah um, We're we're
1: floating, you know,
0: like the island, <laughs> the city is floating, and <laughs> yeah. we're fighting a bunch of aliens. And I have a bow and arrow. Like none of this makes none sense. of this makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's such um, a great moment, one so of the good. very few great moments in the
1: movie. <laughs> oh man, it's a classic. And like yeah, we'll talk about that more when we get to the end of this bit because yeah, Hawkeye's yeah, so, storyline in the MCU has really beautiful notes uh yeah across yep. his watch
0: <laughs> yeah exactly i and this is what i love about the scene where they're building the arrows together is because it's it's reminding us of like these guys don't have much you know that they might be expert accurate bone or archers yeah but they don't have much and they're just going to try and be creative with all the technology that i'm giving yeah. the, the we see the stark technology here we see the PIM technology oh, yeah. Um, hmm. It's what pretty cool. I love it, and I love the fact that um, <laughs> what's it? Uh, Kate has to label everything. So ah, know, yeah, yeah. what <laughs> what is
1: what? So why is none of this labeled?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I wonder which, if there's I... any like Easter eggs on these labels. I'm just oh, I'm, I'm sure
1: there are some fun ones. I um and it, like it. It's a great little callback right to Avengers, um, which you know is already played in the very beginning of this show too. But him using his <laughs> um his quiver that like. Changes the arrowhead so he can just pick it on the fly. It doesn't matter which arrow he takes. It'll have what he needs on it. Yeah. Um, Oh, man. So cool
0: that's very cool <laughs> it's, it's funny because i still love the fact that there is there yeah, you have to apply a little bit of a suspension of belief because they're using so many arrows in this and then yeah when we see them like halfway through the fight they still got heaps of arrows like almost the so same much they started with oh
1: <laughs> uh, um, yeah yeah that's a very uh yeah it's it's always like that's the whole I thing i'm constantly thinking this is a <laughs> how, really- does so how does he have so many hours? how do you have so many hours? and like has how many be, can like, you actually fit thing. in
0: that pouch
1: <laughs> in a quiver yeah, yeah.
0: I've, been, I've
1: been playing a lot of breath of the wild while i've been in my little quarantine and man link Lincoln link can hold 999 hours that's ridiculous wow oh breath of the wild zelda, <laughs> on, zelda. on switch i've been watching i've been playing playing that on switch and he just he just keeps pulling arrows out, but when he runs out, there's no arrows in his quiver. That's good. That's wow. Cool.
0: I mean, there is a moment in—is uh, it the first
1: Avengers movie where he runs out of arrows? Yeah, I think like one? when he does do the jump off the um, jump off the uh, bridge, he's like down to his like last two I
0: think, right. at that point. Yeah. 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 So, so from there, you know, we move on to them getting to the party. You know, at first I was like, what party are they going to? I I, I kind of missed it. I was like, w- did they say they were going to some kind of ball or something? But I think this party goes back to, is it, it might've been in a previous episode where uh, Eleanor was talking about a party, a charity party they're going to have. Another charity
1: that they're having at Christmas Eve? I, yeah, I didn't cause, remember cause I totally, that. I was just like, I, I totally oh, they're just this. going to a party. Yeah, I I, I think I missed that too.
0: I, I totally missed it. And it kind of annoyed me. I'm like, why are they at a party? Like, <laughs> I know that this is where, like, the big showdown is going to start. But why are they even at a party? Um, and I had to watch the episode again to kind of figure it out. But I, they don't explain where they're going. Um,
1: so is, it, is it just like another charity ball that Eleanor? I think was so. That Ele-
0: I, I think Eleanor might have mentioned this in the previous episode or episode four. People listening are probably going to be like, man, how are you not paying attention <laughs> to this? We were <laughs> but untied. anyway... There's a
1: lot of moving parts. In there's this a show, lot of moving
0: guys. parts. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Forgive us, you know. Have, have a bit of uh, slack for us. Yeah, but, um, definitely. you know, we're at this charity ball and we know that something's going to go down. And I love the fact that he uses the lappers in this. I love the fact that the loppers are actually getting used for storytelling in mm. the whole season. I love it. Like, I was wondering... you. Introduce like four or five larpers or something midway through the um the whole season yeah. um and i wonder if like they were just going to fall off the grid or something like that but then they actually have something to do in sure. this. And, I, and i love the fact that they're all like um agents or something or well, they feel really important and you can see the excitement in their face you can see mm-hmm. that <laughs> they're doing real stuff now it's not well, just it's
1: like, stuff. it's like Mar- marvel marvel nerds it's like us like if we got asked to be a part of like a and and it's the same they've got the same excitement as as uh kate bishop you know like yeah that, oh my gosh like hawkeye is asking us for our help but there's that other little payback both to grizz and like when was it grizz or grills grills yeah. Gryll, like grills saying like man like like you know you That's do this right. all the time you're and, talking about yeah and and at the same time, like these guys are like they're LARPers, but that's that's their hobby. But they're all like firefighters and firefighters, police officers. Police officers
0: yeah. You know, like yeah. they're
1: they actually are they are real life heroes already and, and that, that care and concern is like what makes it so natural and believable that they would dress up yeah. in their costumes and they would go and help him. Like I, I yeah. like that. That's very cool.
0: But this is where it gets a little bit like hairy. If you were to like nitpick the whole <laughs> um arc of of LARPers, them being like actual public servants and yep. like you're seriously going to like help these fugitives <laughs> well <laughs> you know you know what i mean it's like well if you if you're a police officer we, even if not because we we actually don't know who is a police officer but no. like they're definitely firefighters because we know that from oh no i the think bombshell
1: bombshell is because she goes to the, uh, the police station oh, to, is, to yeah. so his if you're a police
0: officer and you're helping Clint, like <laughs> And, and you know they're doing this like really illegal operation. Like this is out of the, the out of the the means of police officers, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> out true. of the territory,
1: right? True.
0: That's uh, a real nitpick, though. Anyway, like we're gonna forgive uh, them for that. Well,
1: <laughs> and um, I like again, like it's it's really it's really sweet that this was introduced, and and it's a nice little arc because it it helps continue to retain that humanity that I think Marvel's always constantly like yeah. in the ridiculousness. It, it needs to continue to retain that humanity that superheroes save people uh, yeah, you're and, right, and you're then totally and they right. also inspire people and I, I think that um yeah i think that this show does a really great job of, of of keeping that in the forefront and i think like kate out of all of the uh people to take up the mantle um mm. of of some of the og avengers like kate's the most human and it's really fitting because Hawkeye is the most human <laughs> of the of the original Avengers. Like, Yelena is, like, yeah. already a superhero. Like, she can almost, if not can, take down Clint already. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. But Kate's still learning. And, um, yeah, I, I just appreciate that fangirl vibe to her. It's cool.
0: It, it's almost like a bit of meta commentary as well. is Because mm. we're, us as viewers, we're essentially Kate. And we're also essentially like the LARPers as well. Mm. You know, um, if we get to participate in this heroic um, job or this heroic uh, occupation that has inspired billions, every single person on this planet, you know, why not take it? And I think it's um, it's great that you bring up that point of um, uh, Hawkeye is like the representation for hero- heroism inspiration, right? Mm-hmm. And all of them are trying to aspire to be that. And it's a great piece of observation going back to what grills was saying to hawkeye is like man you're a real life superhero this is the only chance that i actually get to be a superhero is live action role play <laughs> and, to, <laughs> and to do it against like a real hero means a lot to him. and so yeah. the fact that that clint gives all of them a chance to be a part of this operation it's huge for them and yeah. you, you can see it when you can see how disciplined they are like they're all really committed to this Mm. operation like i love the way bombshell like her name is actually not bombshell but we know that she's bombshell in the comics (laughs) Uh, what is her name in the series i I have no
1: idea (laughs) (laughs) we'll find out we'll find out
0: yeah you find out out. you find out while i just like talk about this but i love the fact that you can see the commitment on her face you know when she's standing there with the tray the uh tray of wine glasses um and and you know they sort of, they both duck after they get shot and stuff and then clint gives her a piece of instruction and she's like so damn committed you can see it in her eyes you can see it in her body mm. language um it's it's just yeah. such a great embodiment of fans in the real life like us being really committed to marvel marvel like mcu stuff and yeah it, it's, it's such a great piece and I, and I love the fact that they're involved in this absolutely
1: i found her name her, her name is officer wendy conrad the NYPD. Wendy Conrad. Can yeah. you do a little bit of a search
0: on Wendy Conrad In uh, the... No, it's so
1: good because if you were you uh, you know, we asked for the best person to find their name. Her name is Officer Wendy Conrad, better as Elsbeth of Deepdale. <laughs>
0: oh what? she has a
1: she she introduces herself to Kate by her officer name, but then she introduces uh, her as her Lauper name.
0: <laughs> that is so funny. Oh
1: so good. Um, <laughs> Oh, for sure. That's so. That's so good. Um, I mean, uh, just looking at at um episode six too. It is like one thing that is super sweet about this. We're like as we're doing our little run through. We're fifteen minutes in, and it's an hour long episode. It's awesome that like from fifteen minutes in, the action just starts, and it starts then it's just set up, piece yeah. after set mm. piece. It's character moment after character moment, and I do really like. I really appreciate that. This sh- like one thing I I find in action shows movies and particularly superhero movies is that the ones that do like their third third act really well which i consider this episode to be the third act are the ones which do really good placement um you get good geographical placement you get good uh character motivations you get good Mm. ideas of who's where and what their objective is and who are they against and who are they with and like from from yeah, from this episode, one thing I do appreciate is the character beats because I think not long after this, you have knowing that Kazi's up to snipe Clint, and then mm-hmm. you have Kate finding Eleanor. Um, yeah, yeah, it's cool.
0: Yeah, it's um, it, it's a good point. Like a level you say about geographical location, I think it's important when you're trying to establish stakes as well is showing us where they actually place and not some fake like studio or whatever. Yeah. Um, Reese Thomas said this in an interview. He said that. I want the series to make people feel like they're actually in New York. It's so too often you see TV series where they say they're in New York, but really it's like the backdrop of like Detroit or, or yeah. uh, the backdrop yeah. of like some kind of dingy <laughs> studio or whatever. Or it's, and it's
1: suits, which is New York, but it's set in Toronto because the streets are obviously <laughs> way too clean. And yeah, you're like, there you go, oh, this New is, York. that's not New York at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And, uh, and this, is, this is what Reese Thomas was saying. He's like, I, I wanted to actually film this in New York, so it hmm. does look and feel like New York. And, hmm. and they've done a great job in this whole series um, to establish that we are in New York. And it's, uh, it, it is a little bit rough around the edges, but there are some some nice parts of New York, which is for the for the most part, we only see the nice parts of New York here. We, it doesn't look like <laughs> we get a day day of in New that. York. <laughs>
1: no, no, we get a lot more of the Times Square. Right. Yeah, player, and yeah. and, that, and New York at Christmas, which I uh, yeah. have never had the pleasure of being uh, in, but one of my friends, I was on the phone with her yesterday. She, she's living there at the moment and it's right. apparently super magical.
0: Yeah. Uh, and this is what they do a good job at expressing is like that, new, that classic um, Christmas adventure and vision that we've always seen in uh, Hollywood shows, you know, movies oh, and TV series. Yeah. Um, so we go through the scene and we finally get Yelena back, and she's in this green. <laughs> she's oh, like dressed so for the season. So I wasn't cool. expecting her to be dressed for the season. I she's love it. So she's cool. even got the lipstick and <laughs> yeah, and her hair, man, her, her, her hair, hair is freaking is like, awesome. <laughs> it's gonna get a lot of um, talk, I think, her hairstyle in this. It's so yeah. good. I mean, um, so, such whatever a choice actress. around that was, you know, probably coming from the director to. Mm. Instruct like the makeup artist to give her like a bold look um, mm. when it comes to the hairstyle. Um, but it's also actually this like a similar plait to um, Natasha's plat. Yeah, in true. In game.
1: In Endgame. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah.
0: Just... I don't know if that was deliberate, but it was just Maybe, like maybe a little it's piece. just a,
1: a very good, uh, it's about mobility. Um, true. we we'll were just talking about, about our hair before because as you guys can't see, but uh, Riv and I, you know, we don't have heaps of heaps of hair to worry about.
0: Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'd yeah, imagine a uh, having
1: a ponytail would be good for mobility.
0: So. Mm. so, yeah, she's, she's going through, um, she kind of, she doesn't really crash the party here because the party's already crashed by Kazi, like trying to sniper everybody from, it's like a Jason Bourne type scenario <laughs> where yeah, he's totally. in the opposite building and he's trying to like assassinate certain people. Um, and there's a lot of chaos happening and then Yelena, bumps into, or Kate bumps into Yelena at the elevator thing. And I actually like really like this part where they have this piece of interaction inside the elevator. And it's, yep. it's like, the, the weird thing is that in real life, I think they're quite close in age, yep. but yep. I definitely get the vibe of like adult and child thing in this whole elevator sequence.
1: Yeah. There's like, <laughs> it's any, actually really funny. You've already got Yelena who's got such purpose and she's already had that purpose since black widow. Uh, mm-hmm. and Trying to trying to um, find and save all the other Black Widows. She's already got intent, and um, and you can see that right here, where it's like. In many ways, though, this is personal. This is just another job for her, and mm-hmm. she's here with this young amateur who she really likes, and she uh, like you could. She it's respects such good her. chemistry. They respect each other so much, and then. Yeah. It's just that, I loved. I loved when she pressed all the buttons in the elevator. <laughs> that's exactly like what oh, a child so would do. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I've got to stall them. You got in the elevator. What else would I do? It's so funny. Um, it's
0: so well done. You Very can just tell that well Yelena
1: is also like, I'm not I'm not worried about you. I'm not threatened by you. And I'm also not going to hurt you.
0: Like, Yeah, because you're a child. Like, you're, you're nine years old. I'm not going to hurt you.
2: Um,
0: and this is actually going towards, like, it, it really underscores... Uh, Kate Bishop's arc in this because remember nobody really wants to fight Kate Bishop because she's a child Mm. she's just in the way if you go Mm -hmm. through every single episode her her interaction and fight scenes are always in the form of just her getting in the way and Mm -hmm. no one's like trying to intentionally attack her Mm -hmm. right People are trying to for attack Clint.
1: Clint. They're all worried about, oh, Ronan,
0: yeah. Yeah, they're all worried about Ronan and stuff. And, and Kate Bishop's just like that annoying teenager that just keeps getting in the way. And this is a very good way to highlight that, like the whole tracking in the um, offices, you know, going yep. from like right to left. It's a really cool tracking shot. Um, <clears throat> and I love yeah. the fact that, you know, Gillian is just trying to get away from her and she just keeps getting in the way.
1: <laughs> and then like, uh, again, it, it's a, that funny space between what does it mean to be a superhero where you might be able to do all the things, but knowing, I guess it's the wisdom to do what's right and at the right time uh, and also mm. doing like the things that aren't like dumb. And one of the <laughs> one of the funniest bits is at the end of this scene. Where um, Yelena does her Black Widow jump out the out the window, jump out the window. Yeah, Like Kate follows her, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" Like, <laughs> because you can just be like, "Yeah, Yelena can do that. Of course, she's a Black Widow. She does that all the time. We've already seen her do that in the in the show." Yeah, but like Kate's, you feel like Kate's just a human, and that's really high.
0: <laughs> I know that's um, super high. I was like, that's I mean, so
1: dangerous.
0: <laughs> like they even they, like they even do some great camera work to show us the height of this thing, and then yeah. she just wants she to jump out it. as well i'm like I, 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 like i think i can just give her the scene because we're seeing her grow in uh confidence you know we're yep. seeing her grow in her like um inspiration for heroism stuff but it's so funny she literally just jumps out doesn't even do exactly the same as Joanna. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. like i'm wondering like you know that thing that she uses to i'm just watching the scene now it's yeah so i'm weird. watching it too <laughs> It's like she uses um, some kind of grappling thing to go yeah, down. I think she just uses
1: a cord and like uses tight ty- tightens that to use it. Yeah, but like
0: no way she survives that, man. Like the speed that she's moving, like falling oh, from that building, no yeah. way she survives that. That's like total oh, like, suspense gosh. of disbelief. <laughs>
1: yep. Halfway down the freaking building. Um, yeah. That's Rockefeller, right? In front of.
0: Well, I'm not sure.
1: I'm pretty sure that's Rockefeller. Well, yeah. Jason was saying it's Rockefeller,
0: Rock- but then there's a sign. I think we see the sign in a moment, like, so, um, yeah. uh, like on what the building is. I I thought it was Rockefeller, but I I don't think it says Rockefeller on that building. Which is another nice little
1: um, Spider Man. I know, <laughs> uh, I know, another reference it would yeah. have been I've, great. I'm I was sure half expecting Spider Man yeah. to just come in, like oh, you know, man. when she jumps so out the was, window, uh, <laughs> just catches. It. It was like, nah, I was like, no, Spider-Man, no Spider-Man, I was like Spider Man, yeah. Spider Man, Spider um, Man. actually, that's what I was thinking too. It was like, uh, <laughs> how about I just give you a look down. Yeah. Uh looks and it's like looks like you've got this. I've got something else, like other fish to fry. Um, exactly. Yeah. Can we talk about Kazi and? Uh, oh man. Okay. Well. Oh, just Kazi. Well, just uh, like just considering like him. Oh, as sorry. That's the night. was Kazi well, and Hawker. Yeah, I just so my my biggest and and so in in similar ways with Kingpin when Kingpin comes up later uh, and I told River this before but I I haven't really followed much of Daredevil or any of the Netflix Marvel uh I've like started each of them but I think at the time I was telling River this before I think at the time I was just busy with other things and they just had a slow pace and I just wasn't as connected to them so Mm -hmm. I I didn't really know what Kingpin's powers were coming into this as well uh only things I knew was from Spider-Verse and in the same way way with Kazi I, I felt that for a two IC to like the big bad and two IC to Maya as well. Like his characterization has been a bit all over the place, both in terms of what he can do, how powerful he is. You can tell that he has some sway and influence, but you mm. can also like, I, I found it strange that suddenly he's a sniper sharp shooter. But he's also good <laughs> at hand to hand combat. And he can also catch an arrow catch with an his arrow, bare hands. I yeah. was oh, oh, like yeah. that, like, that that was quite jarring for me. It really took me out a bit. A bit. I, was, I think
0: that's where his character falls apart from me. I mean, mm-hmm. like he's—we don't know anything about his fighting background. We don't know anything of his like uh, reactions, his like fast twitch reaction. We don't know anything yeah. about this stuff. <laughs> and there's there's no evidence through the entire series for us to infer
1: that that would even happen, right? No, it just even like working under Maya. I I just felt I was like, I feel like. Maya's more of a threat than him, and that's the way exactly. that they portrayed him, like as exactly. the two I see to her. So, yeah, yeah that was really annoying.
0: <laughs> it just seemed like an odd choice, and I didn't buy it for one second, and especially the way he dies. Like, no way he's a guy that can catch Hawkeye's arrow. Oh my God. It's yeah. not just any old arrow, it's like Hawkeye's arrow. Catch a Hawkeye's arrow and then <laughs> to just die from Echo that way that was Uh, the most bullshit thing ever (laughs) like like, this is not like a terrible terrible way of writing a character terrible yeah um i think he still has great things to do in the series and he he's sort of somewhat of a like a conduit or even kind of like a macguffin type thing because he's the one that's going to initiate that feud between echo and visc and so he has something to do but why why write these
1: like Really unrealistic characteristics for him by Absolutely. him
0: catching an error.
1: Really, <laughs> like I really felt for him. I really liked the scene with him and Hawkeye in the car when Hawkeye's threatening him and says, like, yeah. you're gonna go and sort out this Ronan stuff and convince Maya to drop it." I liked, like. I really liked him, and I really like felt connected to him. I thought the guy is a great actor, and um, mm. I think that 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 kind of just makes it a bit, um, yeah, again, frustrating for him and his own characterization. I think it's the mm. same way where they might. Mention someone by name, and in the comics, they're X, Y, and Z. But in this show, that it's just their name. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that's kind of what I felt with with Kazi. Um, mm. And I don't know much of him from the comics either, to be fair. But
0: yeah, yeah. neither. I mean, he's probably not a very significant character in the comics, but no. um, oh, especially when it comes to the Hawkeye series and the Kingpin series.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, it was just so disappointing. I'm like, he, he's another <laughs> one that just got the short end of the stick. Okay, oh. so here we, we've got. It's called the Comcast Building.
1: Comcast. Okay, cool. Yeah. Right. Comcast? What's that comcast doing? I
0: mean, Comcast reminds me of, um, uh, what do you call it? Oh, no, that's Capcom, I'm thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Street Fighter. Street, Street Fighter. And,
1: like, <clears throat> <laughs> comcast. I feel like I know Comcast, though. I think, like, again, this, like, sense of, like, New York and, like, the big Christmas tree and all of that, like, mm. it, It's really, like, as a final action set piece, place, amazing. But
2: Mm.
1: I don't know. There's some cool stuff on the ice, for sure. Uh, It's just, it's a funny (sighs) set piece. And I I actually also, my other little nitpick is final set pieces at night. Kills me, man. Like,
0: Ah, yeah, yeah. Uh. Like, do you have the same... Actually, like tell me what your real criticism about like set pieces like action set pieces Because I think it might night. be similar to mine
1: yeah so like uh, <clears throat> th- three three big things uh, again those that, that first one I said about geographical location and being able to place people and motive is harder mm-hmm. to do at night uh, mm-hmm. second and we've seen this most egregiously and recently in uh, Wonder Woman 2 <laughs> 1994. <laughs> Where the final oh god, fight that, scene against that atrocious um, piece of garbage against uh, what's weird. the uh the cat lady uh, um cheetah cheetah <clears throat> um
0: played by Kristen Wiig who's fan- I love who's Kristen. great who's she really was great I think she done a great job in the movie but the like was just absolutely god doing
1: those night scenes too uh, as a way oh, in was which to, to hide
0: watch. CGI oh yeah. that kills me uh, and then so- you can still see the CGI it's like they didn't do a very good job at hiding. no
1: yeah they didn't do a good job at hiding and thirdly. It's dark and you can't see a lot of the time, and I think this this does a lot of good things with lighting, and I think it's so clever to use the New York City Christmas tree, which I've been talking about a lot uh, yeah. in the lead up to all of this, yeah. uh, and with with Clint getting there with his kids, like yeah. I think uh, that that's really cool. But um, yeah, I just I just find that it's um, it's not good, <laughs> and maybe that's more I have <laughs> I have a cinematography like like mindset where it's wanting good lighting. And if yeah. you're going to do night, you have to do lighting really well. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You, have to,
0: yeah. you have to kind of change a few techniques, but but I actually think they've done a pretty good job pretty at after. lighting this whole scene because, um, like you said, it's a very smart choice to use the Christmas lights as and a the light rink. the shots and mm-hmm. the ice rink as well because it's a good reflection to light the shots. Um, and also just the explosions with the arrows, you know, that's that's lighting up most of the True. scenes too. True. Um, but yeah, like I, I'm with you with the whole action sequences at night. I think yeah. there's very yeah. few action films that do a good job at lighting. Um, if you, I mean, this is probably not the best example, but I do love how Die Hard is done. Yep. Die Hard is all done at night and it's at like night, the greatest yeah. Christmas movie ever. And it's all, yeah, I mean, it's a long film and especially that whole last action sequence it's all done at night but it's done so damn well because i think the explosions are really good yeah. um i also think the um the use of lighting is very clever because you can see everything there's nothing blurred out nothing's, nothing's covered yeah. yeah nothing's camouflaged it's just done really well so I, and i think this whole last sequence is probably reminding me a little bit
1: of Die Hard. of Hard, um, it's in a way. got that energy it's in a it's in a building energy, and yeah, uh, yeah and, and it's christmas the because uh, i think thing. i messaged you uh just the other day on my matrix rewatch because that was the last time i mentioned good lighting done at night was uh, trinity's first scene in oh the, in my the God, matrix yeah. yeah it is a very, it is, very if you haven't scene. watched it recently just go back and watch it it is just so clever with lighting and and whenever she moves into frame or she moves out of frame mm. there's always light ready and shining on it and and so those silhouettes all of that it's just there mm. and it's Chef's kiss, so. but, I, but I think <laughs>
0: I'm a part of the, the secret to well, a well-lit scene in that opening sequence for Matrix is like her costume. Her costume is a good reflection yep. Yep. of the light. Yep. Um, but, uh, and you can see every movement. Anyway, this is not a Matrix review.
1: <laughs> this is another Matrix review. This is I've Hawkeye. done the Matrix
0: review on the previous one. By the way, if you want to go to the previous episode, I yes. reviewed Matrix
1: there. Um, <laughs> so good. <laughs> uh, want to talk about uh, Hawkeye and Hawkeye uh, team-up against yeah
0: scenes. yeah actually like just quickly before we get yeah. to that um we see the loppers come out uh what do you think oh. of their costumes when they come out
1: <laughs> i just thought it was really sweet it reminded me of thor uh with uh <laughs> with, with the his, uh, uh what is This mighty oh. three and what's her name
0: <laughs> oh sith sith and the mighty warriors three. Oh, and the warriors three there we go sith yeah.
1: and the warriors Three.
0: <laughs> oh yeah and this time there's two females and two females. one guy yeah. um yeah. Oh, two, you guys. Know, like, two guys, I,
1: there's, uh, two guys, there's girls, girls, oh, girls, and yeah, the big, yeah, the yeah, yeah, that's yeah.
0: right, yeah, yeah, um, I, I really like the fact that they come out and they get to like live out their arc as like these LARPers, yep. but um, again, there's like another moment of like suspense of disbelief because they've all got different hairstyles now when they come out, I'm like, no okay. way they went into the bathroom after their hairstyles. <laughs> I didn't hairstyles. notice that a little bit. <laughs> oh man, their hairstyles changed, like it's it's so the good. one that was most yeah. visible was Bombshell, um, she has like a ho- uh, a mohawk. Oh she Very has- similar to Ronan's uh, haircut back in game Five. So good. Yeah, she does like a whole mohawk. It looks cool, but I'm like, seriously, I'm not going to believe the fact that you just went in the bathroom, A, got changed in your costumes. I can believe that. I'll give you that one. But I'm not going to give you the one where you change your hairstyle. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you need a whole makeup crew for that shit.
1: <laughs> like, oh, man. And Clint, when he sees them coming, out, was like, Oh, well, well gonna die. (laughs) I
0: love it. I love it, and that's what I love. Like that actually kind of reminds me a little bit of Die Hard. It's like there's 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 optimism, but there's also pessimism. You know, (laughs) I love Hawkeye's face. You know, his expression is not the same as like his delivery.
1: (laughs) Amazing, amazing. It's really amazing.
0: Yeah. So we get to this um this massive like ice rink fight scene, and um this is this is coming towards like uh. Of me feeling like the episode's falling apart a little bit because um we get the classic all too often we get this whole you know all the bad guys are just disposable like figurines and i'm like none of them can do anything i'm like really like the stakes don't feel very high in this in this point Mm -hmm. i i I thought this was going to be the high point of the series but it ended up being like the low point of the series where you not just have like the the regular uh, maroon tracksuit guys, but you also got the green tracksuit guys. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and there's heaps of them. Yeah. But they all just fall they down. Just they, they don't even like, hold
1: up a, a fight. Like, not even close. Where are the cops? <laughs> and it's, uh, like, purely, purely a... Both the Hawkeyes are great at, like, at archery. It's yep. a... We're going to show you what all these trick arrows can do. We're going to yeah. show you what two Hawkeyes can do. There is one really cute little bit where they do the the Marvel pan around like the superhero yeah. pan around of the two of them while they're taking out yep. villains. And it's like, yep. I was like took me immediately back to Avengers. And I was like, Oh, that's do, kind do of, you know
0: that's what funny. that actually reminded me of though? It actually reminded me of Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Brad Pitt. and Angela Oh Marley. yeah. True. Yeah. true. Yeah. That's cool. Cause that's, and that's, a that's, really that's a very cool sequence.
1: little, that which also feels a little Christmassy it, in, uh, I don't think it's set at Christmas, but that's like, uh, makes It's it feel night there sequence. Though.
0: They're inside the mall. It's cause they're in the, <laughs> the mall. Like it's a very diehard vibe. Very dialogue. Uh, I love okay. it. Um, costumes he, as
1: well. They put both costume up and I dig that. That's cute.
0: Yeah, the costumes were nice. There was a little bit of a tie up from, you know, uh, who's the one that made the costumes for them? The, I think one of the LARPers. One of uh, the LARPers. The they, they do mention her name as well, but I can't remember her name. Um, it's cool, but the costume just looks too cosplay for me. But then it kind of. Like, I had to sort of remind myself, okay, I guess it does look cosplay because it's made by Lapis. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You, you kind of like, there is an exception. It gives there. a, it gives a, a, a in-universe reason.
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah. It's almost a little bit meta too as well. You know, there's a lot of people that obviously make some like outstanding cosplay costumes, um, but, yeah, I mean, the whole scene is just, like, okay for me. It was a little mm. anticlimactic. Like, uh, it was just too easy for them. They pull out all the, the trick arrows, and trick arrows are fun. I mean, I love the fact that we get to use all the PimTech as well. We use it yeah. twice in this scene. Yeah, uh, Once is when they blow up, like, the end of, a, of an arrow, and then the next part is, like, shrinking. Do
1: they blow um, up at the end of an arrow? Hmm?
0: Yeah, there's, like, the, there's like a ball or something
1: at the end of the arrow. It's,
0: like, a great Oh, no, ball. I
1: thought that was a different one. I thought that was, like, a... um uh not a whoopee cushion like a um when you uh, car crash no when when the car crashes <laughs> airbag it's like an oh, airbag. airbag i thought oh, it was yeah, maybe an it airbag is. arrow yeah yeah so right. it's just a giant maybe it is i don't
0: explosive. know it's, it's really hard to see what it is but yeah it's just some kind
1: of like big ball or something that blows up so, so that's good. pretty cool there's one and really then... cool bit where she jumps on her bow and uses that to do a kickflip it's oh, yeah. yeah that yeah. was
0: sick. I was like, that's, that's awesome. actually the second time she's used the bow in that way as well. I remember, she used it like that to slide in episode four? Yeah, yeah. On the right, roof. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. So that's very cool. Because that's yeah, something yeah, that we've never seen Hawkeye do is like uh, use uh, the bow uh, itself. Yeah. Is um, this
1: used as a bow staff? Bow like staff. Fought, yeah. For uh, Black Panther. That's such a cool moment. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> true, true, true. Cool, um, for, cool
1: for Black Panther.
0: Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs um yeah and then like it's cool that we get the shrinking of the um the truck. truck but mm-hmm. this is where i'm kind of like I, I don't know what the rules are now with um the whole shrinking thing i uh. thought i thought the humans <laughs> have to wear something that shrinks them as well
1: no nah, like, i think they've, they've shifted it a lot and um i think it's like an enclosed capsule because in in uh ant-man and the wasp they have the button in the truck which can shrink the truck at like on a dime, you know. True, so there's, true. There's that. Yeah, my yeah, like that. my biggest thing with the physics, which I always got confused about, was when Ant Man shrinks. He weighs the side, He weighs as much as that something that small would weigh. That's right. But then yeah, yeah, yeah. he can use the same forces yep. a regular human yeah um which is ludicrous it all doesn't make much sense like <laughs> yeah it, 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 it's yeah. all very comic i love book-y it, it's and it's, it's like fun. it's like
0: the laws of physics within comic books and stuff yeah. which I, I i usually don't mind but then i'm i'm kind of when they start to breach that line a little bit that line of exception and that line of sort of compromise mm. it gets a it, it it draws me out of this out of the story just a little bit. And especially when we see the truck shrink and I'm like, what really can humans shrink as well within <laughs> that thing. But then yeah, you're right. And Atman man, the wasp, both um, wasp and Atman, man, they do shrink within the car. Yeah. Um, but then it's like, well, how does that even work? I mean, I thought you have to have a suit though <laughs> um, to shrink anyway, whatever. That's like a nitpick. Um, <clears throat> and then from here we get the Kazi moment where he like uh, captures the arrow the most bullshit like skill for a character <laughs> and especially for Hawkeye it's like you you almost like like under uh what do you call it you almost um oh wait I can't even think of the word I was gonna say underwhelmed but you almost uh uh oh, what's the word I'm thinking about like it's like such a simple word that we all think about we all use um your
1: intuition Wait,
0: understating understanding oh. understating like hawkeye's ability or um undermining undermining oh my god <laughs> <Like an incredible, laughs> the
1: underminer <laughs> um yep yep
0: <laughs> undermining his skill there for a moment when he just captures the arrow. And oh makes man it's zero just like seats. are
1: you kidding and then yeah it is funny because like no shit like that that was pretty funny from clint where he's like yeah. all right like it's the one I feel like Clint's more like used to this is the world I roam in, like people can do ridiculous things and True. I'm one of them. Like <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I guess. But um yeah, yeah, and we'll we'll come back to that at the end around again. We already talked about Kazi, but stingers and other things they could have done. Oh yeah, that's right, yeah. that's right.
0: Yeah. And then I guess like the last part that we see Kazi is when he dies at the hands of Echo here. Um I love how Echo shows up by the way. You know, she slides in with her motorcycle oh man so
1: cool and it also is a little payback uh or um callback because i forgot. <laughs> like this is how how silly uh i guess or maybe convoluted this became i forgot about maya by the time we got to that point so when she slid, slid exactly. up i even said i was i was with my partner hannah at the time i was like who's that again i was like oh it's maya like i'd forgotten she was there but it is a nice little callback to when they're in her apartment and then galena mm-hmm. appears so which is it lovely, is man. really
0: nice like I like her little slide in with her yeah. motorcycle it kind of reminded me of um, uh, Mission Impossible or something oh yeah, yeah. so cool <laughs> and also a bit, um, a bit
1: of a bit of Matrix as well which is nice
0: true and <laughs> her outfit Trinity, her the yeah. outfit
1: <laughs> mm.
0: um, of course she takes off the helmet and then we see that she's had time to straighten her hair <laughs>
2: Oh. Suspend like, disbelief.
0: Really? There's Suspend too many things fine. in this episode where it's way too convenient, and no way these characters have time to do this kind of shit. They're not going to be worried yeah. with their kind of hairstyles by the time they get to the climactic ending. But whatever, I let that pass. Like, she, she looks, looks great. Fine. She looks great with her hair out. Yeah. Um, And she has a fight that is completely not a challenge to her. She just wow. obliterates uh, Kazi. It's not very violent, but you know, Kazi mm. can't really stand against her.
1: Just the, here's the thing like, Echo's abilities, they played it up so much, and Echo's supposed to have, like we said earlier, did we say it earlier? I don't know, that Maya's abilities are one of observation, where, like Taskmaster, she should be able to do what anyone else does by observing. But I guess they
0: deliberately wrote that out of the comic character, right? Because, yeah, in the comic, she's supposed to be, like, Taskmaster. Taskmaster.
1: But you see that a bit in the show, where, like, when she's a kid, like, taking down... The kid at the at the dojo. And and sure. and this is what I thought. I was like, with her final fight of this of the show, surely mm. they'd pay that off. They'd they'd have a moment where Kazi actually he's like, Alright, we're doing this. And I do like that they have this, like, she her motivation for him is let's just leave because I want to be with you. Like I think that was yeah. really sweet. So that is sad and it's quite heartbreaking for her. But there's
2: mm. I
1: just thought they pay that off with once she realizes he's not going to do that. She learns his moves. And again, that's where it's like, yeah. they should have done more for Kazi to make that a better payoff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, again, I guess like we keep coming back to Kazi having like <laughs> these, these, ra- like this random talent out of nowhere, but he can't like, he can't have at least a bit of a challenging fight to, <laughs> to echo. Yeah, for sure. Like, she just straight up beats him up and stabs him with the arrow. It's like a broken arrow or something.
1: She stabs him with, yeah, yeah, it is yeah. Yeah, just to break an
0: Yeah, it's kind of disappointing. But anyway, like we get the death of him and Echo is like very sad about it because she's she's sad about the fact that she's basically the relationship she had with her cousin has fallen apart and it's got to the point where she's lost someone. So it's not
1: it's I don't not I think it was like a cousin. I think a, they were just like I thought they were. Oh, not a cousin? Yeah, I think I, thought, just they, I call... thought they were I thought they were together.
0: Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. So no, cuz thought... remember they call Fisk uncle?
1: I thought that was just a uh, oh, just a um, thing, a mafia thing,
0: a mafia thing. Yeah, let's call the my yeah. uncle. Yeah, like maybe. The yeah. Father, I guess we don't really you know. know if they're actually related. <laughs> because um, I
1: feel like it would have been rougher for Kazi to have killed his, because technically, then true. his uncle actually be her dad.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll be yeah, the uncle would be. Like
1: or someone's, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, well, I that, then, uh... I, well, I thought I thought they were uh, they were lovers. But... <laughs> oh, I never got that at all. Really? Oh man, no. That, I was like, that was her connection. Like, come run away with me. Like, let's oh, leave this man. all behind.
0: I didn't see that. You I might mean, need another
1: Rewatch watch, River.
0: <laughs> maybe, but I, I, like, I'm thinking about any other interaction they both had. Kazi and Echo.
1: Well, I, I feel like uh, there was like his imploring her. Earlier on, to like leave the Ronan stuff, and mm. um, yeah, and and that that's something that Clint really noticed. Like, Clint took notice of it, and that's why he's like, "Kazi, you can convince Maya. Like, I know you can do this." Right? Um, unless he was doing that because he knew that Kazi was an informant. Because Clint's the one that tells Maya, and him I think he was an informant.
0: He, oh yeah, he'll definitely know that Kazi's the informant at that point. Because True. remember, like, like Ronan was always masked and. And Kazi doesn't have a mask unless he was wearing his clown mask yeah. that we never see. But,
1: well, yeah. And he always has a balaclava, which he always takes off. Like always <laughs> the takes off, first yeah. scene is like, takes off his balaclava. It's good. Yeah, I mean, the tracksuit, so uh,
0: the tracksuit mafia, are definitely the worst kept secret for identities. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, right like we get the death of him and echo kind of moves on from there. And we know this is going to like set up her arc as becoming a hero or some kind of anti-hero for a TV series. Mm. Um, And then um, we jump quickly to Wilson Fisk in the traditional, or not the traditional, but one of the traditional outfits that he has in the comics. He looks amazing in this. He almost looks like Dick Tracy. Like he's kind of got that Dick Tracy vibe
1: to him. He's got that energy, and his voice—his um, voice was like a little. Like, I was like, "Whoa, oh, what is this accent?" <laughs> oh yeah, because you've never seen the nah. Daredevil
0: series. Oh, that's that's his voice. That's, that's his <laughs> so like good. sort of menacing voice in the Daredevil. Which it, the the weird like the little bit of nitpick that I have here is that the voice and his demeanor doesn't quite work for the MCU because the MCU is PG. But then when you go to when you go to Daredevil, like that's so gruesome and violent. His whole voice, like guess, his tone of voice, I guess, works well for the series. But I mean, it's, it's still worse for this. It just it was something that I was I was kind of thinking, ah, oh, like it seems a little quarty, maybe his voice mm. for the tone of the of the entire series because it's PG. But anyway, it's still really good that Wilson first comes back and now he's wearing his traditional outfit um that we've never seen him wear in the daredevil series and the mm-hmm. daredevil series is always in his white suit and season one he's always in a black suit but then he gets his white suit later on and that's part of his character arc
1: river um, should i should i watch
0: you should watch daredevil it. you should watch it yeah it's really <laughs> cool like Wilson i think Fisk. i want
1: you now that like you know we also have not just fist there are, mr murdoch um, we've got him yeah, been, Matt yeah oh Spoiler, spoilers! Spoilers! Sorry, Spoiler. spoilers! Spoilers! I feel Spoiler. like we've already mentioned enough little No Way Home things. I cast. guess,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm assuming that everybody's listening to this has already seen No Way Home. Um, but yeah, yeah, uh, Matt Murdock is in the MCU officially. He is canon. <laughs> Maybe it's <laughs> a different Matt Murdock, there. Canon. You know. Exactly. Um, so, and, yeah. so you, you should, because I think Wilson Fisk's his character arc throughout the entire series is amazing. Mm. <laughs> it's
1: really, really amazing. <laughs> um, I'm going to disappear for a sec. River, you can start talking about uh, their final fight scene. Oh, Hawkeye okay. Junior okay. and
0: Fisk. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll take it away for a sec. Um, <clears throat> so with Wilson Fisk uh, meeting uh, Eleanor Bishop, and trying to convince Eleanor Bishop to get out of the damn car and let's talk to this because if we don't talk about this, I'm gonna slash your head. <laughs> That's pretty much it. what happens in this scene. And actually, the, the good thing about um, this scene is that we we establish Wilson Fisk's uh, physicality here. His strength is like way off the charts compared to what he was in Daredevil, um, and he also mentions this in his interview how his his strength is far more superior in the Hawkeye series than it is in Daredevil. Um, he literally just rips off the door. It's kind of insane. Um, <laughs> this is almost actually reminds me of the first episode, not the first episode, but one of the episodes in season one where he demolishes somebody's head with a car door. He seems to have a thing with car doors, <laughs> but here he just straight up rips off the car door, freaks the hell out of Eleanor. And then Eleanor, um, is trying to she's like struggling to deal with Wilson here and then it's quickly interrupted by Kate Bishop and then Kate Bishop's like trying to come in and save the day and she ends up just being another annoying piece of uh, hurdle for all the characters in this series um uh I'm just talking about how um Kate interrupts again you know, she's like the annoying person that interrupts into every single fight scene and she attempts to uh, try and take down Kingpin and Kingpin
1: just completely, like, just eviscerates her. I mean, he's... (laughs) Yeah, so could you uh, enlighten us to his powers, if he has any powers?
0: Okay, he doesn't have any powers. Like, he's he's just a regular, super strong guy and he uses a lot of his physicality, um, his size as... Uh, leverage to just always beat people up he's got tremendous strength but um in the comics they they very much establish the fact that spider-man is way stronger than uh wilson fisk because there's a there's a lot of um there's a lot of series where he does have a fight with um peter parker yeah so he's not nowhere near as strong as peter parker but he does hold himself pretty well i think like the his size like i remember reading somewhere that um, his size is primarily muscle and not fat. Yeah, but I yeah, mean, you're gonna have to way. convince me a little bit better because he's clearly a fat person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, let's just <laughs> no, go sh- with no it for no, no shame. No shame. No shame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> let's just go with it for the sake. You know, like yeah, yeah. he is just all muscle, and anytime he gets uh his skin gets penetrated by, in this case, arrows, you know, he's he's able to just fend it off, pretty just push difficult. it out. Like it's like whatever. yeah,
1: but Man, also that's the, wild. I just thought of him in Spider-Verse, and I think I said this to you before, like, my only like, experiences of him has been into the Spider-Verse. And, That's right. And in and in that, he kills, spoilers, he kills <laughs> one of the Peter Parkers, which is, like, right. that That really, like, set a tone for, for me with him, and, uh, you know, like, the action in Spider-Verse is so visceral, uh, mm. so fast-paced, and, like, in the same way as with What If, you can mm. do things in, 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 in uh, animation that you can't do in in live in action. Life, yeah. But yeah. um uh this yeah it was interesting but it is like it is cool to see that kind of set like you like my biggest thing for him, and I think this might be the same for many other watchers who haven't watched Daredevil, who are not familiar with a lot of the New York um, defenders, Avengers and villains of that, would mm-hmm. um would say, How does how does Fisk present a threat? And I I think I struggled with this I struggled with like the whole Kingpin being the big bad of it all, partly through. like it was cool to see his physicality, see him rip a door. <laughs> Of a car, and take, I was saying. And, I was
0: saying this before. Is like he has a thing with car doors because he does something similar in the series.
1: Indeed. I don't okay. Well, but, he doesn't.
0: He doesn't do exactly that, but he does something, something with a similar. car door. I won't. I won't give it away. It's actually pretty cool. crazy what he does with
1: the car door in the series. Okay. <laughs> but but then you have that mix with him being the mafia boss, and mm. um, I like. I feel like it was nice to see his physicality and see him really be like. A, a real threat for Kate Bishop, but I didn't feel that sense of threat for him on the mafia side, partly from the only kind of sense of his mafia control is the tracksuit mafia.
0: Sure. Yeah. And,
1: and I would have been nice to have seen like, where's his entourage? Like is his entourage literally just again, Kazi or like, did he have, where's his actual two IC? Cause Kazi has been hanging with Maya. Where's his actual like, A team, you know. I. It's true. Yeah, yeah. Actually, which which he has in in Into the Spider Verse, he has Prowler. He has it's the gray guy. whatever his name? And he has Uh, like he has a whole bunch of villains, Spidey villains, alongside him that like he's the boss of. Which I thought was sick, and I thought I was hoping for that. Like a, oh man, I'll bring it up in the stingers. Bring it up in the stingers. (laughs) I think um, adding more stingers. I would have put in. oh man I got, a, um, I got a good one a really good one that like you'll.
0: <laughs> i'm gonna to have to add to those things as well um but i think with with wilson fisk and his entourage like we haven't we know his entourage from the Deadpool series and it's 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 unknown whether he's going to bring that entourage in you know who knows what kim fagi and his team has planned for this character for mcu but i think in the previous or at least in season three actually i probably shouldn't give much away but he does have an entourage and he does have like a two ic type guy you know Mm -hmm. he has he has that kind of right hand uh stiff um and it's a guy called wesley in season one um but like yeah, his his entourage kind of slowly falls apart. It, it depends on what they do with his character in this one. And I was actually hoping that Kazi was going to be... I thought they were going yeah. to build Kazi's character to continue in the MCU, and he was going to be the 2IC for... Yeah for uh wilson and he's just uh, he just has to prove it over time but then he just dies at the end of the series like a very anticlimactic ending to his, to his arc yeah. i mean it's not even an arc he can't even get yeah. that because
1: there was like nothing really there but um yeah it's really it made as you as feel as, that because like you have maya you have kazi and you have kingpin on one level and then mm. everyone else is an idiot on their on their side, and that's everyone just really... is pretty,
0: yeah. That's very non threatening, and of course, is very deliberate in the series. But I just don't yeah. understand the choice behind it, because mm. um, if we're talking about the big boss being Wilson Fisk throughout this whole series, and we we all kind of predicted it was going to be Wilson Fisk, but you always have that element of doubt. You're like, oh, we don't know what the, Daredevil, or we don't know what this series is going to be about. If it mm. is actually going to be Wilson Fisk, and we kind mm. of. Like, it was luckily that we saw Episode 5 getting the reveal that it was wasn't Fist before we saw No Way Home, because then we see Matt Burdock and Spider-Man No Way Home, yeah. um, you know, all tying it together. And it's great. It's really fun and exciting, and we all, like, lose our mind over this kind of stuff. But um, I, I also struggle to kind of feel that he is the main threat in this Inside Series, because he's yeah. too behind closed doors. Yeah, and, yeah. And he we're, should, we're be, he thinking, should be working in the shadows, right?
1: Like working in the shadows,
0: yeah. And I know that's the whole thing of the mafia, but you know what the Daredevil series does is that he is we know that Fisk is the main threat. Mm-hmm. And he's never going away. And all the other episodes that are kind of the filler episodes for Daredevil, you still can feel that Fisk is the main threat because he he's sprinkled throughout all the episodes. And I think if they're going to do something like that for the dead, for the series, I mean, why not just introduce him at in the beginning? Like why, why sure. leave it to literally oh, episode that. six?
1: <laughs> you could, you could, you could have done like one, one villain reveal an episode. And I think third or fourth episode, like third episode, they do echo. Cool. Fourth episode. They should have done yeah. Yelena properly, like earlier. And then fifth episode, him, maybe um yeah but like i think or you know triple triple whammy it's it's tough there's again there's too many villains and at the same time there's not enough villains <laughs> um uh, it, I, I did i did my yeah, walk it's just like
0: juggling everything right
1: oh yeah for sure for sure i and so i did my uh i have a i have a little ranking system for those that are tuning in now, this is my third cast, but I've got my little ranking system for how I rate all of these shows. And nice. my my six points that I, I use to kind of justify my ranking are character, plot, pace, villain, marveliness, and concept. Mm. And on the villain front for this one, I gave it a five out of five, but then I also deducted 1.5 because I felt like there was a lot of great villains that they could have done a lot with. And I even consider Yelena as She's a villain in this in this story that has her own redemption arc. She's not a villain in, in the Marvel world, but she's a villain, mm. I think, to Hawkeye for a bit. And I, yeah. I, I gave it a five out of five for having a lot of great villains, but then I deducted from that because I just felt like they just didn't use them well. Like, that... Yeah. Hmm. I'd agree with that. I mean, I probably wouldn't give it a 5 out of 5 for the villains.
0: I'd probably give it like a 4 out of 5. Because yeah. I do agree that they've done a great job at introducing the villains. It's just a matter of closing off the villains and giving them some breeding space. Oh, absolutely, And yeah. I feel like Wilson Fisk being the big bad guy, um, although it was great to see him in this and we see some dialogue, we see some exchange of dialogue between him and some major characters. And it's it's a really, really cool scenes and I like how I enjoy them. But it's just he he's not really, like, I, I don't feel like he is the same threatening presence that we see in Daredevil. Like, I don't think he's, uh, he does, he does say that line, you know, going back to the beginning of the episode, he does say that line of like, I want to bring control back to the city, Um, which tells us that he's, he's lost control of the city. Mm-hmm. Um And that might've been a great thing. If we'd probably been introduced to that arc a little bit earlier, like seeing a bit more, what's happening? yeah so, yeah uh, seeing it just in episode six it just like it was it was shoved into the corner right yeah. like and there's no room for us to really get to grips with his whole reason his motivation for starting all of this type of stuff as well absolutely um, well he we,
1: we gets four minutes of screen time or maybe five minutes. He gets a scene with eleanor and he gets a scene with maya and kazi but mm. in that first 10 minutes of this episode and then it's straight into like the final part three the after final three
0: yeah the final bout really where he just like and, and I, I was actually a little bit surprised by his strength because we don't really see like we see him really strong in the Daredevil series, series yeah. but not to the point where he can just take an arrow and just like <laughs> just like you know <laughs> like, throw it away someone. like it's something else but you know he does stumble in the alleyway a little bit you know we get yep. to that 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 point where echo is in her you know, she's in the van she's managed to steal the trust the Bro van um <laughs> yeah. and she comes out of the out of her door and then she has this like face-to-face thing interaction with uh, Fisk gets out the pistol and we're sort of led to believe that she's the one that kills Fisk which we know he ain't dead <laughs> um, there, are some, sure he ain't there are some there are some people actually saying that oh maybe she shoots him in the eye and then it's like that uh, it's the kind of it's that story here. in the in the comics where he loses both of his eyes yep. I don't think they're gonna do that <laughs> Well, no look, way the MCU is going to give us like our first real hit of it of, of Wilson Fisk. Fisk and he's, his blind no as Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> That's just not the <sighs> route they're going to take. No way. Yeah, no way. No, and I, if they do, Vincent I will Vincent be wouldn't super want surprised. that either.
1: He'd be like, "What? No." Way. Oh, of course. Yeah, I just, Vincent I just D went that.
0: <laughs> I just got you. You're going to make me blind now, like Daredevil, <laughs> and no way I'm going to be able to take down a blind a blind guy who's like an expert at being blind and fighting. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, you know, in the alleyway scene, I was actually half expecting Matt Murdock to show up and like throw something, you know, and sort of get in the way. And, and you know, because Matt Murdock is not a murderer. He's yeah. like, he's a guy that it is, he is a little bit anti-hero. Um, but... He's he's still a hero through and through, meaning that he's not there to kill anybody. He's not there to yeah. murder anybody. He's not like the Punisher. The Punisher is like the extreme end of heroism where he's like the number one definition of anti-hero. He's like Dexter. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. exactly. He, he's like Dexter. But um, with Matt Murdock, he's definitely not like that. That's why he's considered mm. as like one of the great superheroes of Marvel was because he doesn't get to that point where he has to kill somebody. Um, So I thought he was going to intervene... Yeah, and then we end that whole scene with them, and then we sort of tie it up, leaving us with anticipation for when they meet again. Was, but no, <laughs> well, <laughs> it's like an off-screen shot, and
1: with that, it would have been very like if if that had been the scene. Like I, I would have loved like if Matt Murdoch rocks past and like uses his cane to knock the gun out of Maya's hand but then he tries to talk to her and she can't understand him. So she tries to sign and he can't see it. That would have been awesome. That would have definitely been a bit, oh bit God, too that, much. But oh uh, <laughs> that would be very sort of... That would be, be too so much of a parody, on the writers, though, man? That's so much, yeah. yeah. But um, I was like, that'd be fun. The deaf character and the blind character together. Like, um, oh, man. That'd be
0: weird. That'd be weird. Um, but yeah, I mean, they uh, could have yeah, easily no, had a they scene could've... to just like mean that, right? For like, sure. Instead of and, showing us that he's... He's like supposedly dead, which we're not gonna
1: believe. And and that's the thing we were most curious about, finishing episode mm. five, going into Spidey, and then coming back for episode six was what potential yeah. is now there? What what has what seeds have been planted in Spider-Man? With the mm. intent that potentially they're paid off immediately, which would be a really I feel like there's some really smart moves on Marvel's part that um They've they've done, but then there's been some really like wasted potential. And again, the phase four itis, which is if this is, is all you're out. going to do, phase like the this in my in life, this episode. <laughs> if this is all you're gonna do with these characters, like is that really it? Like and that mm-hmm. that really bums me out. So Yeah.
0: yeah. Um I, I just wanna quickly go to this interview with um uh,
1: this, Vincent
0: yeah. Diofreno. He had this interview post the Release of this episode, and I was done with mm-hmm. Cinema Blend. Um, the interview itself is two minutes. Well, I think just the segment where he talks about um, Hawkeye series is only about two minutes mm-hmm. and a bit. Um, but I'm just going to go through some of these quotes here. This is what Vincent D. Um, said to Cinema Blend. So, quote: "It's the same character, yeah. I mean, the way that we see it on Hawkeye, or what I ended up believing, is that there are." as many dots connected as we can possibly connect. And some are just impossible to connect. But I think it's the same as a lot of the MCU stuff that's done, that quote, uh, sorry, uh, that uh, brackets Marvel Studios head brackets Kevin Feige does. And in all the incredible filmmakers, you know, they uh, try to connect to the original stuff as much as they can. But then there's dots that can't be connected, and I think we try to do the same thing with connecting Daredevil to or Hawkeye to Daredevil, and Daredevil to Hawkeye. You know, it's like that. I mean, obviously, my character and Hawkeye is physically stronger. Okay, so that's going back to what we were saying before. Um, mm-hmm. So he's identified and he's confirmed that it is stronger character. Um, Hawkeye is um, physically stronger and can take a lot more physical abuse. But my approach to him is exactly the same approach that I did on Daredevil. He is an emotional human being. He is a child and a monster simultaneously. The same things that are going on inside me when I'm playing the character, the events that I use, whether the joyful ones or the sad ones or the frustrating ones or the angry ones, the events that I use from my life are the same ones that I use in Daredevil that I use to portray Fisk. So it's connected for sure in my mind for sure. Um, And then just this last part, he says... It was always establishing. Uh, it was always established to me that it's after the blip, and that he has lost the power that he had in Daredevil, and he wants it back. In Hawkeye, mm. he considers that he's lost a bit of the control of the city, and he wants the city back. So, yeah. So, so that confirms a few things. It confirms the fact that he did kind of lose his marbles, or you know, he lost complete control over everything that he was doing in the criminal underworld after the blip, um, and. And the Daredevil series, they, they sort of addressed that there was a New York attack back in 2012, but yep. the series finished prematurely, so they couldn't get up to the point of 2019 blip Good or job. the snap and the blip. Um, so they're sort of jumping, obviously, the timelines as well with yep. that Daredevil series up to get themselves up to date with MCU timeline. Um, so establishing that it is after the blip and he's lost the power, which is great. Um, um, now we... A given sort of a reset or somewhat of an origin story for Wilson Fisk getting into the MCU.
1: And even like reestablishing himself. And again, that's what the blip's great for is whatever power he might've had, whatever Ronan thought of him during the blip, like mm. you have this reestablishing of power and a new status quo, which is happening exactly. everywhere in MCU at the moment, which is great. So, no, yeah, the whole 52, thing but... is
0: like one of the most magical pieces of story so, devices. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yep, so yep. clever. Um, you reset the entire MCU almost <laughs> to a point where um, we've kind of forgot the legacy. I mean, we, we get reminded of the legacy of the Avengers um, yeah. and Infinity Saga um, sprinkled throughout the series, which is great, but it's never a point where they're making us as audience members uh, feel like we're missing Infinity Saga. You know, we're Zago, missing yeah, those yeah. characters. I think they do a great job at just sprinkling that legacy and showing us how we're moving in a new direction. Mm. Even though we do have some problems with Phase 4 so far. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, it's
1: not the strongest of phases. It's not the strongest of phases. It's but, fourth you know, out of it's four, okay. but, uh, you know... <laughs> Yeah, I was um, like, and here's a here's a nice and kind of funny thing to think about. I was just thinking of this before. Was that up till now? um, Here's some deep, deep nerdy stuff of the twelve kind of core characters of uh, the Civil War fight. Yeah, we've now in Phase Four had seven of them represented in their own movies or series. Yeah, Uh, so you have Wonder Vision, you have Hawkeye,
0: you have Mm -hmm. Spider
1: Man. Yep. Spider-Man already had that, you know, straight out of Civil War, but Spider-Man, yeah. um, Falcon Winter Soldier, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Mm. Um, did I miss one? I missed one. And uh, Black Widow, Black Widow. Black yeah, there's yeah, those yeah, those 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 your Black seven. Widow. Um, and if, you know, if we're, who are we missing? Ant-Man, whoever I had, Rhodey, who's going to get something yeah, into Wars. the future. Armor yeah. Wars. And then you have Cap and, um, Cap Black Panther and Captain America. And, yep. um, I was just thinking of this again, where, um, we, where you find, uh, I guess you have your derivative superheroes, the heroes mm-hmm. that flow on from kind of the core heroes and yeah. the passing the baton. I think what Hawkeye is really good at is, well, Hawkeye isn't something that appeared on Civil War. He's been here since Avengers. And so what I think this, this story has, which I think particularly Falcon and Winter Soldier doesn't have is, uh, a real sense of, um, finality and passing the baton where i feel like falcon the winter soldier the baton was already passed (laughs) and uh and now you're trying to create new stories but they feel derivative like i don't feel like Mm. anything thus far for a lot of these stories have been as strong as what they were um in in the earlier in the infinity war saga so true yeah
0: yeah um let's uh (laughs) let's quickly jump through this last part of the episode and then We'll wrap up like our final thoughts for episode six, and then we'll just quickly run through the entire season and give it uh, a rank. Love it. Um, <clears throat> but from here, you know, we get the demolishing of uh, Kate Bishop. Slash, uh, she kind of makes up for it by exploding, like <laughs> sending sending <pieces laughs> of C four. What is it? What's the arrow called? It's called um the really dangerous, su- or something, or... really yeah,
1: super dangerous,
0: super dangerous arrow. Yeah, so <laughs> I mean, she... she
1: uses his uh, cufflink.
0: Yeah, the cufflink is like that flick thing that she learned from Clint from, earlier in the series, yeah. which was nice, and then there's an explosion happening. By the way, this explosion, I'm pretty sure he inhaled the explosion, and for some reason he's still alive. So I'm like, what? really? Like, I, I, like there's only so much suspension of disbelief I can give, you know? Yeah. And I feel like I'm running out. <laughs> I feel like I'm running out at this point. I'm like, come on, man. Like, seriously? This, you've done way too many things in this episode, which <laughs> doesn't seem realistic at all. Yeah. Um, but whatever, let's let it slide. Let's roll. roll with let's it. roll. Yeah. Let's roll with it. And then we get to the end of that. And uh, we see that Kate Bishop actually knocked on her mom uh, with the police and mm-hmm. sent her to jail. Super controversial. <laughs> <laughs> it was all so, weird
1: because it happened off screen even after she'd already gone to go save her mom from Fisk. Like it, it's well, weird. Yeah. It's
0: a very weird Moment. I'm kind of i I sort of stepped out of the series a little bit when she'd done yeah. that. It's like, when did you have the time to call police and, and then sort of plan that you're going to save her as well? Yeah. And like, yeah, the relationship is a little bit murky, but I feel like their relationship is like a okay. I didn't think she was just going to knock on her mom straight off. And I get, <laughs> I, I get, I get that she's, she is taking on that trope of being a hero, you know, and she's going to do the right thing. And it is yeah. doing the right thing knocking on her mom and getting the police to arrest her, but it just seemed like it was so out of the picture because I feel like she cares more about her mom than she does with like her tropes of being a hero and doing the right thing, right? Yeah. Like I, I think it's a little bit premature for her to just make those mature decisions, you know, and yeah. say, yeah, like let's arrest my mom because she did the wrong thing. I just feel like yep. that's really premature for her character. For right? sure.
1: And I think it's in in the same way Eleanor's character is one of I want to do these things for my daughter and move away from crime like yeah I didn't like, I don't think I bought either of their motivations <laughs> in that, you know like it's like yeah. yeah I want to be a hero and the the first way in which I be a hero is I get my mum arrested like
0: <laughs> and I didn't yeah I didn't
1: buy it I, I sort of stepped out of the series and I was like what
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> this this doesn't really make any sense and the fact that like she was like she obviously it was premeditated but then she was like there i I guess like just before that before she starts to attack um vincent d because vincent d gets in the way i guess she was there to tell her mom that she's going to get arrested soon but then obviously Mm -hmm. vincent d gets involved Mm. but it it just seems so off like it seems so off character and off brand for her character i was like this makes kind of no sense because like you, you love your mom and we sort of established that you care for your mom, but then all of a sudden you can make this choice to just arrest her because she isn't doing the right thing. For it's sure. like, I just come back to that point of it's way too premature for a character. That kind of like makes no sense for her. Yeah. Um, she's a child. <laughs> she's but anyway, that's child, like, man. that. that's probably like the origin story for her villain arc, <laughs> for her mom. Uh,
1: for her mom's <laughs> villain arc, which had already started. I honestly thought there was going to be a flashback to her mom Offing her dad or something else in the scene when she's a kid and she disappears like at well, the very That's beginning. the thing. That's the that other was the thing, thing I kept like... thinking of. Like I was like, "What? That seemed like she just like, oh yeah, no, he died, and I'm just paying off his debts to Fisk." I was like, "Is that
0: it? Yeah, that's um, yeah, that was that. super unresolved. I, I was hoping <laughs> that the dad story was going to come back in some shape or form, but this dad mm-hmm. story doesn't even come back. It's like." We didn't even know what happened. Like, do, are we just supposed to believe that he died, like, in the explosions yeah. of 2012? Yeah. Because that whole beginning was such a bait scene, you know? It was. such a bait was. towards like... Because, you know, they were missing while their apartment was falling apart. Like, literally, their big hole was caved into the apartment. She's and they calling were missing the whole time. And
1: they haven't even called out. They haven't even been like, where's our daughter? You don't yeah. even know that he died, except that they have a funeral. You don't see the body. yeah, And... And even, and and here's something as well, like of a a character thing, which I think was a bit of a misstep. I find it hard to believe that as the young Kate, and this is the older Kate, where like the young Kate bought that bow and arrow because she wants to protect her mom and she's going to, you know, she's going to learn. I just didn't feel like that theme and part of her character identity really played through in a really strong way. Like I felt she was more like, I want to play the hero. I want to be the one in charge. I want to do the right thing. But it didn't feel like, a. I want to protect my mom. And yeah. I don't know if that, I think that should have really come back in this conversation. Like you had mm. those little moments of like them in the kitchen before that attack. happened. Mm. Yeah. It was just, it was just a bit off. It just felt really was, off.
0: Yeah. For the I, I think, um, the way it's just written off, which just goes back to our problems with this uh, finale is that not, nothing is actually written off very well. doesn't have mm. a very good completion to it and mm. some very odd choices. Um, But yeah, we we go from that scene into um I guess I guess it's kinda like the resolve or not the resolve, but it's like the ending of the whole action set piece. Um they manage to get away, the next day it's Christmas, and then of course it's kind of what we predicted from the start of the show was that you know each episode is gonna be one day closer towards Christmas, and the last episode is gonna be Christmas Day. Because it's all in the space of one week, right? Yeah. Um it gets Christmas Day and as as the camera goes down towards the forward drive, I was actually half expecting, like, it came into my head straight away. I was half expecting that the family was going to be slaughtered by the time he gets home. Yeah, I know. You said that. I was like, that's so dark, man. <laughs> I know, I know. So dark. I mean, maybe not show us, like, blood everywhere or anything, like that. but he, mm. he just comes home to the family destroyed because cause then it might help us connect to this whole suspicion around, like, Laura Barton always being on the farm and always being away, which we kind of get an answer for once we get the reveal of what the watch
1: actually means. Which, um, by the way, was a little <laughs> bit anticlimactic. Oh, super <laughs> anticlimactic. I was like, oh. is there danger on there? Is there something else? it's like, oh, no, it's just that she was part of S.H.I.E.L.D. and she was... Mm-hmm. Is it Mockingbird? Mocking She's bird?
0: Mockingbird, yeah, Agent, Agent 19. So mocking Mockingbird, yeah. Um,
1: I was like, oh, that's not... That. Unsurprising. I mean they they, they <laughs>
0: baited us so much in the entire oh, series with the watch thing. The watch,
1: like. man, yeah. Again, it's like you can do all this really good, clever build up for five episodes, but oh, if you can't stick the landing, like you really it really Damn. does like bring down everything else. What it does, do it Game does bring it down a bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, almost like that. Like, there's
0: this great build-up of a lot of suspicions around items that we see throughout the yeah. series. And, uh, like, it's it's almost following this a similar formula to WandaVision, you know? Where yeah. We yeah. get baited with um, a Quicksilver that's not even the Quicksilver that we wanted to mm. do. And this whole time, it was just their way of saying, yeah, we did it because just we can. Just for the pure fact that we can because do we can we can throw these it in. characters. I'm like, really, you're gonna just bait your like your diehard fans like that? You seriously like like? I think they need on, to people. move away from this a little bit and and just give us substantial things that we're actually gonna cling on to. And the fact that this watch gets revealed to just be we we all kind of suspected that it was like some kind of identity that she's hiding, and hence why she's always on the farm. She can't be in the public or whatever.
1: Yeah. But
0: but that's going back to what I was saying before. I think it would would have been great to see the family get slaughtered because, remember, the thing that we also don't have tied up, (laughs) (laughs) the thing that we don't know have tied up is Echo, she knows the family. Yeah, she does. She knows all of the kids, She knows all the kids, and they're supposed to be all secret.
1: Yeah. Right? And that's not tied up. And, again, this is something of this episode, which I mentioned to River straight after. I was like, Mayo and Clint don't have a scene in this. Um, Mayo's last Mm. scene was with him when he was dressed as Ronan. And then she goes yeah. down the the bread, breadcrumb trail of, of Kazi, and then you mm. also have a, a whole bunch of other people that like don't have that resolution that we would have expected. Like, and one of them is like the anticlimactic. What happened with Jack Duquesne? And like, he's actually an idiot. Like, he's just an idiot. <laughs> he's just um, been an idiot this whole time. He's, yeah. he's him- I heard someone say he's a himbo. Uh, he's he's a, <laughs> the the male bimbo is, is actually just oblivious. Kind of sweet guy yeah. who's a nerd and loves swords and like it's yeah. like yeah that's nice. And throw him in with the larpers for sure, but like mm. man, yeah, it that 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 kind of sense of finality that you need for character progression. Yeah, like uh, there are the important ones that they hit. They hit with Hawkeye and Kate Bishop. They hit yep. with that's Yelena true. and Clint. They yep. hit with um, yeah, in a sense, Maya and Kazi, but. Yeah, I felt like for Maya being like, I think she was like the big villain that you run with through the show. To yeah. not have her and Clint have some finality, that was annoying yeah. too. So.
0: Yeah, because it does become a bit distracting. It becomes like you know when this is bigger boss and the looming in the background, mm. it becomes a little bit distracting. When I thought that Echo was supposed to be the the major villain in this, and okay. I think if if they stuck to Echo being the major villain. I think it would have been it would have turned out to be a much cleaner episode or oh, a sure. much cleaner final to the series, right? Yeah. And then like rather than giving us full on Wilson Fisk and screen time with with Wilson Fisk, just like have him as a cameo, literally. Don't have him yeah. like participate in the story per se. Just have him as this greater threat that is gonna establish the New York um saga, you know, that New York yeah. saga of like a A whole bunch of villains that exist and and defenders and spider-man being a part of the whole like street and city um you know story i think that would be great to establish further we don't need to get all of it in this one series just give us that there's there's a minor threat in the series that's starting to sort of blossom in new york city and that's echo itself and then we lead into Mm. echo the series don't give us this thing of like echo is supposedly a villain but then she doesn't really have any significance towards being a villain in the series <laughs>
1: after that. Yeah. And yeah. I, um, I think I had, I had a great idea coming out of all, <laughs> all of this. I'll go into one of, and this one isn't so much one of my stingers, but one of the ideas that I would have really appreciated <laughs> would have been okay, go ahead. instead of having Kazi, you actually, you brought in bullseye, uh, <laughs> and you got Callan. That's the one you told me about, right? Did, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So okay, yeah. I
1: told you about this. But it was like, um, I I just go back to. Because my daredevil in my mind is Ben Affleck and Colin Farrell is Bullseye. <laughs> and John Favreau is Foggy. <laughs> and John Favreau. And, and, you know, like, man, get a big A list of people would go off if like Colin Farrell appeared in, in, in the MCU. Oh man, he's a great actor. He's I wouldn't would be surprised. I
0: because mean, like all of these characters are part of the Marvel Studios property now. So yeah, it's yeah, not they, it's not stopping them from doing that.
1: No, and um and they have the that kind of power now. Where, yeah. And and so what would have been great, because the last thing he was in was Fantastic Beasts. <laughs> um <laughs> Ironically, and I. Um, guess, you didn't like that movie? Oh no, no, I really, actually, I really enjoyed him in that, and I thought okay. he was a better Grindelwald than uh, Johnny Depp. Ooh, I said it. Uh, but what, um, what would be brilliant about that was that Bullseye is a foil to Hawkeye in the kind of in that critical way. He's someone who never misses. His yeah, his, his he would have been his, a real a guy. <laughs> his, yeah, and and I, I I said to River straight after um, we watched this, I was like, would, wouldn't it have been sick if Instead of Kazi, who apparently can now be a sniper trying to <laughs> snipe Hawkeye, imagine if it was Bullseye trying to snipe yeah. Hawkeye. And yeah. like they're at the party and people are just going down because this guy is ruthless. And mm. then you have a sniping battle because that's what you want to see from Hawkeye. Yeah. You know, you, the yeah. trick arrows is great, but like. Imagine if they had a sniping battle between yeah, these two. There was two no the sort
0: of like evil playing, uh, evil, like level playing field. For yeah, yeah. Players, like Clint like just challenged. kind of
1: coasts through all of this. And and maybe in, in many ways of what I, you know, that that could have been a nice build up where you, you kind of hold off on the fist. You, you keep him there. He is the Marcellus Wallace. You see the back of his head. You mm, see his hand. Good. You see him planning. And, and you might have him as the stinger for the whole show. Yeah. Leading into something else. And you have that Bullseye have so like as... Yeah, you have Maya to kind of be Kate Bishop's villain, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you have Bullseye to be Hawkeye's villain, and you have Yelena yeah. who's on the fence, and she's the one that yeah. is this um, chaotic third party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, that, exactly. that's that's something I think would have been really nice, and would have been a really something hey. the MCU can do. And yeah, they missed actually it. They miss we the we totally
0: missed like that whole important scene between Yelena and Hawkeye. <laughs> We,
1: totally, we should probably talk about that.
0: We should probably talk about it because I think okay. it's important, but there's, I also have a little bit of criticism on this particular scene. Um, but So I'll just say, it's like say my part on that on that scene, and then I'll mm-hmm. um, get you to chime on in. Yep. But um, the dialogue that they have and the little kind of action scene they have together, um, I think, now I've thought about this a little bit more, and my criticism is probably not as harsh as when I first saw it, but... I still have some issues with it. Is that I think the dialogue is great between them. Um, they do that; they, they say everything that we're expecting them to say. Um, all the review was about like uh, Natasha being the number one person to actually um, make the ultimate sacrifice to save the world. I expected all of that, and that's good. Um, mm-hmm. The only thing that really works though for me is that there had to be something that really tips are off to believe that Hawkeye is not lying, right? That Hawkeye is telling the truth and that he's genuine. And that tip-off was the whistle. I thought that was really, really smart for them to do. Mm. Um, but I still have this issue of... Um, I still have this issue of... <laughs> it just seemed too rushed. If this happened, like, <laughs> earlier in the series, yeah. like, if they, if they just, like... They don't have to show massive exposition scenes, you know, between mm. uh, Elena and Hawkeye. If they had just uh, breadcrumbed a few things where they interact, have a bit of dialogue, and then mm. sort of move away from that, and then we always revisit that scene, I think that would have been much more believable for me, and yeah. I and I probably would have felt more in this in this moment because I feel like this moment was directed. It was directed well, and I think the dialogue as well. But I I think the intent behind it was. To make us connect with these characters, yep. but I didn't feel like I was connected as much
1: as they intended. Does that make sense? Absolutely, absolutely. I think you you need a cathartic end to, and and there's two two big storylines for Hawkeye, and this whole thing is dealing with the Roman suit to protect his family, mm-hmm. and dealing with the loss of Natasha, yeah. and Yelena being the literal ghost of of Natasha, oh, Natasha, yeah, both her sister the other person she loved, and the other person who's also now blaming Clint for that death, yep. which in many ways he does blame himself for. Yep. And so I think that, yeah, that there needed to be something else to to draw that in. And here, here, here would be my rewrite of the end of this show. Would okay. be You Go get Fisk um, after after talking to Eleanor saying, I'm sick of this stuff with Hawkeye. tells Bullseye to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And then you have Bullseye in one tower, Clint in another, and they have a full-on snipe-off battle, which yeah. ends is interrupted partway through with Yelena trying to kill him. They yeah. have their battle, they have a resolution, and then Yelena as Black Widow and Clint Barton as Hawkeye take down Bullseye together. Yeah. Something like that. Something where it's like that, that movement towards trust is actually them depending yeah. on each other. That's a really that good way to Natasha write the scene. And, Yeah, Natasha and Clint depend on each other yeah um, that's that's how Yellen and that's how you show they show their trust is yeah he saved her they work together they have each other's back
0: i think they just um, relied too six. much <laughs> yeah <laughs> true that's so good. Yeah, i like that but I, I i think they relied too much on the whistle being the main reason for yeah. that trust to establish but i just think it's too rushed i mean mm. for. You got to think about Elena's character. She's been on this mission for now two years, or almost mm. two years after the blip, right? She's been on this mission to take down Clint, yeah. and and it's also kind of a a thing to think about is like well, how long how come it's taken her two years to get to Clinton?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's he been doing? Like yeah, what you he's, been just, been on, he's like, just been on the farm the whole time. He's just true, his family, you know. True.
0: Yeah, but you know, you'll just spit like the Black Widows to, oh, have the, Be able have to... all the information of in the entire world. Right. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, so it's just it's another one of those things where you have to suspend this belief for a little bit. Anyway, sure. um but it's like for someone like that to have that kind of re- re- revenge quest and to just only resolve it in the space of two minutes.
1: At the I very just, end I, of the show. At yeah. the
0: very end of the show. I just didn't believe that. You're almost better off like starting that resolution, but not ending it in that scene. You're mm. almost better off carrying it into a different series and then like keep it unresolved, right? Like, and, and continue the, the journey of her having... That, a, I'm not going to
1: kill you, but I'm not going to trust you. Yeah, you gonna know, gonna that's trust how they you. could end this, yeah. yeah. Um, I have one of my stingers involves this. Why,
0: right? right, I love it. I love (laughs) it. Like they almost could have written the scene the same way that they'd done with um, Echo and Hawkeye. That's still unresolved, right? Yeah. Remember, um, Clint says to her, he he drops that penny by saying, "Um, "Someone hired me to take out your father. It was an informant that works for your boss." Like that that's the start of a resolution but they don't actually resolve it there or they don't even attempt to resolve it in episode six yeah Mm -hmm. they don't at all so they could have done something like that with yelena like it just it just seemed way too rushed i don't believe that this is how it's gonna go down and this is how she's gonna get her yeah her moment
1: (laughs) (laughs) i just i I completely agree and Man, all of that said, like Florence Pugh, Jer- Jeremy Renner, great, great in that scene. Like, I think they, they're both yeah. fantastic. They kill um, it. I
0: mean, you, we rely on their talent to, to pull through, and they do. They kill it. They're yeah. amazing actors. They're very professional. But I just think the story between them two is just it's, – it's a little weak, and sweet. I wasn't going to buy it.
1: And maybe it's to say I don't mind the whistle so much as that's information we got in Black Widow, and yeah. I think if you're going to use – utilize a resolution between Clint and Yelena, I think you really need to take something that Clint and Natasha shared in one of the other movies as that breaking point. Like, whether it's, like, you know, you could even, Avengers, Clint's the bad guy and she breaks him out of his, like, hypnosis. Like, something like that where it's like, I've saved her, she's saved me, this isn't someone I'd ever Mm. kill. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, there's a whole heap of ways I think they could have written that better.
0: I th- yeah, I think so. And, like, it's just um, the the problem that is also, like, I'm thinking about this now, but um, it's also a bit of a problem for people who have never seen any of the other MCU stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way that they're going to believe that this resolution is legit or mm. this, this resolution is... is is it is breeding trust between the two characters like no way because they have no idea what that whistle means like (laughs) that whistle that whistle is like it's so (laughs) deep-seated marvel (laughs) fan stuff that like it's great for us and obviously we're the target audience but what about the people that are just wanting to watch the series they're gonna be like well i don't know what that means and i know they say what it is but it it doesn't hold any weight for anybody who hasn't seen any other mcu stuff
1: absolutely and the, the one thing to have seen really in this is Black Widow, which, um, and not just Black Widow, but Black Widow Stinger as well. Like those yeah. those kind of points really are. That, that's that that is deep deep cut stuff, and that's uh, deep cut stuff. And yeah, we know I mean, I've just we, got a, a I got, got a new sleeve. I got a new phrase for that. We could um say when whenever something's not 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 good on our podcast or your podcast, River, is What is it? It's not legit. Not cool. <laughs> that's our rating system like not
0: legit like not, anything not legit. but like from 5 and below is not legit <laughs> that's legit that's legit cool and that's not legit that's not cool <laughs> hey maybe maybe we drop something there we'll see what the fans say <laughs> um, anyway so so yeah we get to the end of the episode it's it's revealed that it's mockingbird aka agent 19 and there's there's there is a agent 19 in the agents of shield um TV series, which they deliberately don't want to connect to. <laughs> but it's a different person. It's Bobby Morse in, um, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., whereas this, it's like Linda... not Linda. Lola. Laura Barton. So I'm assuming that the character... Uh, um, oh, sorry. I'm getting a... I'm just going to exit that. <laughs> sorry. I don't know if you heard that, but that was just was getting interrupted by a phone call. Um, yeah. Um, I, I think the, the character name itself uh mockingbird is just um interchangeable and in amongst all the different characters the same way that captain america is interchangeable as a name um same way that spider-man is interchangeable you know um it's all these different characters that take on the mantle so i think that's what they're probably implying that laura barton is also a mockingbird and a different type of mockingbird um, and then we kind of just get to the end of the scene. There's like uh, a Christmas Day unwrapping of the presents, um, and then this kind of ceremonial ritual where he burns the Ronin suit. The Ronin suit yeah. <laughs> he burns the Ronin suit. and I'm like, oh, look, he's like, this is his way of saying, I am going to rid myself of all the responsibilities of killing all those people
1: in the past. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no one's going to know about this, so see yeah. you later. <laughs> It's the complete <laughs> opposite of uh, Spider-Man: No Way Home. There's no consequences.
0: This exactly <laughs> the complete opposite. Um, I think that's a little bit cheeky for someone like Hawkeye, but maybe it yeah. plays into his character. You know, he is an assassin after all, and yeah. he is a person that lives in secrecy. So does his wife who live in secrecy? So yeah,
1: they're I guess about it plays protecting into their, their family now.
0: They're about protecting their family, and it's always been about that. So yeah. it's it's all good that you kind of brush it off that, you know, you killed a lot of people in the past. Yep. <laughs> and, and you're not gonna come to terms with it.
1: And that's been something that's been set up since Ultron, you know? Like you know yeah. I would do anything to keep my family safe. Like yep. and it's so safe. Like that farm must be pretty safe because Ultron couldn't even find <laughs> <laughs> They yeah, the internet, so you know, like. Well,
0: it, it is a very secretive farm, I guess. Like, and uh, I guess they've just been wiped off, like Google Maps or whatever, yeah, or yeah. Satellite, because so remember, zoom in, like just
1: goes grayscale. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Because remember, like, not even Tony Stark knows where this is. Like, yeah. not even like any these of
1: these smaller agents.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it probably taps into what um, uh, Clint said about. Uh, Nick Fury's involvement, like he made sure that we're off of the books, he made sure that we're not going to be seen or known by anybody so, you know, if if anybody's going to be able to establish their secrecy to a T, it's going to be Nick Fury and um, the old S.H.I.E.L.D. agency Um, I reckon it's just a matter of time until somebody finds them out finds out where they are, you know, maybe like And you get your slaughter
1: scene and he Mate, so is the new Ronin <laughs> suit
0: really suit. we this because you know Echo knows the family, the right? Family, that yeah. has to play out somehow. Yeah. Um, like I, I can't see this just being like another thing. Okay, this is like the happy ending for the Hawkeye filming. Maybe it is, but yeah. I just think that they've they've tied up um not tied up but they've dropped a few breadcrumbs already enough yeah. for us to think that it's not going to be the end
1: and to give that sense of like a mentorship and a, and a nice home base for kate bishop as new hawkeye i like when he brought her and, and uh pizza dog who they named lucky, um, lucky in yeah. and they're like we've brought in two strays and it's like yeah like that's right for until the christmas day um i've got the yeah, quote yeah. from the end about what um what she says in terms of names. she says oh go Haw- for it she says "Hawkeye." it's like nah that's worse and she's like damn okay Hawk shot, like hot shot, but you know, hawk. <laughs> and then um and then she says, What about Lady Arrow? And then he says, What did he say? I um hang on one moment. I'm actually watching the scene right now. He said, none of those. And she says, Okay, fine. And then he says, but know what? Actually, I have an idea. And then it flashes the hawk guy. Ah.
0: Yeah. Clever. And I, that's sweet. That's I'll like a I'll you like can her. take
1: you can take the same name as me. And I think that's yeah. Right. That's a really nice sense of both partnership and identity. And Mm. you are a hero, and you're like me, and you are me. Like that's cool.
0: It's a really cool ending to the to the episode. Actually, I like the ending. Mm. It's it's very well done. I think they took their time. It does. It's not rushed. The ending, but I like it. I like the fact that it does end up with um, him saying, "You can get a better idea," and then it's got the Hawkeye logo. That's really cool for sure. So that's like the end of the episode. And then um, let's talk about to make to make matters worse, the stinger. The stinger for this episode just made the entire series <laughs> really bad. Oh my god, man! Like, we talk about bad stingers in the MCU, and there's not a lot of bad stingers, there are some stinkers out there that you yeah, stingers <laughs> that become stinkers. Um, mm. and the fact that the stinger for this is the entire musical number, oh my gosh, Hannah!
1: My, my partner Hannah was like, Wait, what? Like, <laughs> she was like, What is going, going on? What's going on? <laughs> yeah
0: sure enough i mean i was thinking the same thing oh my god like i just uh i I was yeah super disappointed i didn't want to watch that shit i I think i just tuned out as soon as they just kept going on that musical number and like jumped on my phone and had a look at people's reactions of the episode and um you know i'm a part of the fan community the mcu wiki um the guys that do the uh marvel cinematic universe wikipedia um i got a discord that I'm a part of as well. And like the chat is really hard to keep up because, you know, it's, it's kind of insane. Everybody's always chatting and, replying, chatting and replying, chatting, replying, but uh, you know, I was watching everybody's reaction after the episode and they're saying that was garbage. That was garbage. <laughs> 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 and, Like most of them were saying it was pretty garbage, but um, you know, of course, like we, we, we don't see this as like the strongest episode, or well, at least I don't see it as the strongest episode. I, I definitely think it's probably the weakest episode out of the whole series. Yeah. Um, But, you know, so just to sum up, um, let's like maybe just sum up the series itself Mm -hmm. before we wrap up this show because we're... Uh, we're already a good two hours man we just love talking about mcu stuff hey eh? we just have this knack for just going on and <laughs> on just about keep going. MCU stuff. i just yeah. want to talk.
1: i've got i've got five stingers can i do them before we jump let's
0: do the things? five stingers <laughs> all right brought to you by nathan sammy he is going to put in his resume to marvel studios oh, uh, uh, as, a, as a writer as a write-off here's a little trend <laughs> And, and for it's Disney.
1: nice to be able to say them now because Disney can't steal them. Um, I've actually got five stingers for this and I've got one stinger for Spider-Man Way Home. Because oh, I going to steal for Spider-Man? Man, I feel like I
0: should be
1: writing stingers now. <laughs> oh man, maybe we should. That's all we do is just write stingers. All right, the first one. <laughs> the first stinger is Kingpin. Maybe blind, maybe not. It's just a slow pan to him and he's talking to someone and across the table is Val. Wow. That's a, lo- that's a, that's a low-key one, but I thought that would be really cool. Oh my god. Um I love that. I love the look of that.
0: I can I can picture it right
1: now. You can picture it, right? Yep. Yeah. Um next one, you have you have Kate Bishop on a roof in New York and uh, she's about to like go on do something, like go on a mission, she's fully kitted, and then next to her is Yelena. Oh and you have, and you have the two of them off to go do something together, kind of like a uh,
0: silhouette scene or something. A silhouette,
1: like a, yeah, like a Hawkeye and Black Widow off to you know have a Budapest moment. Um, the next one is another Kingpin scene where he is. This one would have gone off. <laughs> I love how you're so
0: excited. <laughs> I'm about so excited movie. for this. I'm like, <laughs> something is
1: never going like, to happen. <laughs> Kingpin is just really annoyed at the whole situation. He's like we've got to clean up this mess. rah, rah, rah. I've got an assignment for you. And it zooms out and it is Spider-Man. No, it's childish oh. it's Childish Gambino as Prowler. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been wild. And especially yeah. just after Spider-Man. Is that just home.
0: because you're like a huge childish Gambino I'm a fan? Huge, <laughs> and I'm also like
1: and a Miles Morales fan and like just being cool and like that's <clears> something they <throat> play off because like, they didn't really resolve that in yeah. you know, in the in the home trilogy. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, that's true. They never all right. resolved that I'm, I'm still ramping these up. So then the next one is Kate Bishop rocks up back at her place and sitting at her dining room table is Jack Duquesne. <laughs> and he has like a little mm-hmm. smile on his face. And, he's like, and, he, and, he, and he has a little quip, like, you know, we, we were Omen's family, but I still consider you like my, my daughter. And it's like, I read that in a book. And then, <laughs> and then, and then he, and then he has a line, something along the lines of your archery is pretty good, but your, your swords, um, you could do a bit better with your, like your sword. Uh, yeah, you your, give your, her the sword, sword training. And, and so then he do. becomes the sword master that trains the new. Uh, and then and we that, that just be like a cute sword little, sword like sword. they retain that relationship. And he is like an amazing swordsman. That is so cool. good. dude. Would that be that freaking so amazing? Dude,
0: I'm going to send this recording to Kevin, Kevin, <laughs> right right. please
1: do. Um, but like, man, and like, that would be so nice because Jack Duquesne, you are finding him as like, actually just a really nice guy. He would yeah. totally do that for Kate. He absolutely yeah. would. Um, okay. And then my last one for, Was for Spider-Man aware for, one. No, no, this one. Oh, sorry. Did I, I oh. do up having more. I must've had <laughs> six. Um, the last one is it plays the exact same stinger from black widow with Yelena at the grave. And this gives it some timeline context. She's at Natasha's grave and Val comes and talks to her like she did exact same scene. Mm. Then she hears the whistle and it zooms out, and it's Clint, and
0: Ooh. and
1: um and and it's like it's like a a, a point. This is like the her. resolution
0: that we should have. Yeah, yeah.
1: There. This would be the resolution. <laughs> this would, and 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 it and it's her being now given a chance to either go and you know walk with Clint or go and follow Val, mm. um, and and you could leave that ambiguous as as all else. I love that.
0: That's love cool, that. right?
1: That's cool you um, so good at this, man. Why don't we just become writers <laughs> for like Phase Five? <laughs> oh man, I was like, there's so many things are going through my mind about things I could have done. um So, <laughs> so then you guys ready for my Spider-Man one? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know my own one.
1: Good. Oh, you're gonna lose your mind on this one, bro.
0: <laughs> it's got to do with Matt Murdoch, doesn't it?
1: No, it doesn't. Even oh. better, even better. Okay, even so, better, you, right. you have you had you had your Venom stinger, Yep. and he disappears. He reappears at home. We're talking about Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock. Yeah. yeah, And you have um, played by Tom Hardy and Tom Hardy reappears in his Venom verse. And Andrew Garfield is there <laughs> as, as the new Spider-Man. And he continues as Spider-Man in a new Spider-Verse separate to Tom Holland. And he joins into that Spider-Verse. He leaves and his, his Andrew and Garfield Spider-Verse Venom. and he, he and Venom. Yeah. Wow! Gets his own I like that. I like that. I Could like you? That. But and and his and that Andrew Garfield has the same kind of gritty and silly tone as Tom Hardy. All right, I'm going to say something really unpopular right now. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> there's
0: been there's been this whole kind of uh, um, campaign around doing a fourth Spider Man movie for Tobey Maguire and doing a third Spider Man movie for Andrew Garfield. This whole campaign and yeah. look, although. That sounds like a wet dream for all us Spider-Man fans and um, and Marvel fans. But I'm of the kind where I'm like, let's not revisit those. Um, Let's just continue doing MCU stuff, right? And let's continue with the Spider-Man that we currently have. We're being spoiled with bringing in Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. That's yeah. that's all spoiled. Like, that, that's that's all us as fans being spoiled. They had no real reason to bring them in because they could have just written a whole different story if they really wanted to, right? Yeah. But, but I'm thinking that their whole intention... Um, to write the story was purely so they could bring Andrew Garfield and Tom Maguire and give them the ending that we wanted them to have. Mm.
1: That that this was their fourth and third movie. This was I'm their satisfied. fourth and third movie yeah. and I'd I'm happy, I'm that.
0: satisfied and we don't need to revisit those boys anymore. Yeah. Let them just like live their lives and you know <laughs> and just like not be Spider-Man <laughs> anymore. Leave it up to Tom Holland. He's done a great job so yeah. far. Don't give, and don't overshadow him. Sh- don't Which they
1: overshadow didn't do him in their way home. Yeah.
0: Exactly. They've done a great job at still keeping the focus on yep. Peter Parker, Tom Holland. Peter 1, right? Peter one. I love how they were still able to contribute. They were contributors to the story. They weren't yep. people to overshadow the Spider-Man story of Tom Holland. So don't give us a full Spider-Man movie. Don't give us an amazing mm-hmm. Spider-Man 3. Just continue with Tom Holland. <laughs> give him a holiday. He deserves it. Don't revisit the Spider-Man story for a long time to come, right?
1: Give him uh, a Holland day. Give him! Oh my gosh!
0: <laughs> Give him a Holland day. There you go.
1: Yeah, we
0: um. So yeah, that's like my unpopular opinion. No, so- I,
1: I, I'm I'm with you on that opinion. I, I just think it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, and or, or for Andrew Garfield to go and follow the Venomverse so that we can keep Tom Holland in the true, MCU. True. And I also, think it would be the worst thing. Yeah, yeah. Also, you have that which and it was phenomenal in that movie, but the second part is Sony show me the money and like mm. this, like you know if. If if Sony ever did a really smart thing in terms of wanting to make some money, which I'm sure they, as Disney and many other studios, always want to be doing, if they Mm. if they got Andrew Garfield on a contract for their Venom verse to be the Spider Man in that Venom verse, knowing full well now that they can easily cross him over if they want to or pull him out of that if they want to, um, they could do what Thor Ragnarok did for Thor, you know, like true, give him a reboot in a true sense. And um, rewrite his histories. Which they could done, definitely yeah. do
0: that. With, yeah. yeah, yeah, they could definitely do that. That's a that's a good point. But it's just I feel like if they do these movies, which I don't think they are, by the way. Like yeah, I, I do think the they fan aren't. community yeah, is just like very. But it valid, would be nice, you know. It would be nice. I don't think they will do. it, but, no, I don't think um, so. it, It'll just undermine <laughs> Tom Holland.
1: Tom, too much. Yeah, it'll and undermine that's, his whole thing. That's a moneymaker a plenty. Right that there. is
0: a moneymaker. Like that's a yeah. straight up moneymaker. You know, I'll, I'll be the first to admit that. You know, movies are big money making machines, but that's not a bad thing. Like, I mean, their their intention is to always produce good stuff, right? They're they're not gonna they're not intentionally make bad stuff just so they can make money because that's bad business. But um, if we're talking about straight up focus on money making stuff that is the spider-man 4 and the amazing and spider-man 3 so mm. don't do it just like tom <laughs> holland it's good enough in it as well and now and you know remember like the tom holland spider-man is now becoming the spider-man that we're familiar with in the comics yeah right making yep. his own suit um being a guy that's like super poor and is living day-to-day with a like shitty paycheck from the daily bugle or from the uh yeah the Daily Bugle. daily bugle um, photographer
1: photographer you know like, like uh,
0: yeah, that's gonna be such an awesome story to
1: follow. Um, he, and you know, what he, they could easily do the him like when he was doing his Civil War video in in yeah. Um, Homecoming. Yeah, he just does exactly. that kind of video video stuff for uh for the Daily Beagle. Yeah, man. But, like, see, there's so many great films by Peter do. Parker.
0: Oh, so yeah. good. Oh, so good. Um Yeah. So, so we like know. to wrap up, like the <laughs> wrap, let's bring it back to the All Guys series. It's not made this about the Spider Man,
1: but um that um, was. You got to say those are some pretty good stingers, really, right there.
0: Those are some crazy stingers. I wish I was as creative as you and put put in the time and effort. To no,
1: if you, if you had like, all that, you'd be very really disappointed all the time. Well, the thing is,
0: that. I've never actually had a point in my MCU experience where I've had to think about rewriting the stingers because yeah. um, I think for the most part, I've just loved the stingers and they're always yeah. great baits, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and if you treat but, them as
1: baits, for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. But the stingers lately have just been okay. You know, I'm thinking about Mm -hmm. the Spider-Man No Way Home stinger. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I loved seeing the first ever exclusive trailer for uh, Multiverse of Madness or Doctor Strange, but I was kind of like... Could you just give me something else and just release that trailer online? Yeah, (laughs) absolutely, because that's going to happen anyways. It's going to happen anyway, and which they did. They released the trailer online. They've they've cut it down. The trailer, oh the hell, Um, yeah, Yeah. just a little bit. Yeah, you know, you know the the shot where um, the camera is kind of tracking towards the house
2: Mm -hmm. um, to
0: Mm -hmm. Wanda's house. That's cut short because um, they added the multiverse of madness. um, Oh, sorry, not the multiverse of madness. They've added the Marvel Studios logo in that part. okay yeah yeah Yeah, so they cut that short and there's some other scenes they've also cut short as well yeah um but yeah i mean you've got to do it online anyway so why the hell give us that as a stinger i mean i like how it's a little bit of a callback to captain america stinger you know because the captain america stinger was the teaser to avengers trailer but that was so different though you know that was the first time we're ever getting an ensemble superhero thing um to do it again in Spider Man Over Home, I'm like, yeah, I'm excited, and uh, and I was just as excited as all the other fans. But mm. you know, you sort of sit back and think about it, I'm like, yeah, they could have just given us a better sting. to be honest, <laughs> they could have done <laughs> instead of giving us the trailer that they're eventually just going to put online anyway.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> um, and, it's, and it's like again the the space between, and these this is what the stingers are. They both can be baits good little callbacks to the movie that was, but also movements forward and yeah. to do those movements forward in a way which gives you anticipation and excitement, but doesn't give you anything too tangible. Yeah. And I think that's what that problem was with that Doctor Strange trailer at the end of No Way Home. I was like, it's a bit too tangible, like tangible for me. I'd rather still be on the Spider-Man train rather than be yeah. jumping straight into Doctor Who. Right, the same. Doctor Strange.
0: Um, Doctor Strange, yeah. 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 I mean it was was still fun but you know i I would still like something a little bit different you know maybe like give us something give us something from the loki series i don't know you know they haven't done a they haven't done a sort of tv series movie tie-in so closely like in a stinger form or anything like that yet so Mm that will be kind of cool anyway let's let's wrap up like what this series is about um where do you rank it not not in the entire mcu canon but Mm -hmm. where do you rank it as far as the tv series
1: go as far as TV series, it's <laughs> I did my math and it's number three for me. Number
0: three. Okay, so what's oh, wait, number no, one number, and two? Number,
1: number. Actually, sorry. Out of TV series,
0: TV series, yeah,
1: yeah. Number three. <laughs>
0: okay, so <gasps> I'm gonna guess what your number one and two is. Your number
1: one is Loki. No, no, no. Oh, no. it's Falcon Winter Soldier. No. Oh, <laughs> it's it's What If? It's What If, bro. Oh, I thought I thought What If was
0: gonna be number two.
1: No, <laughs> no. Nah, nah, what If's number one. I think okay. Loki would be number two. Hawkeye is now number three from my, from my percentage ratings, which I really, they've been so faithful for me. Like I, when I get the number, I'm like, I agree with that. So I gave like, what if an 88% Mm. for certain themed character story stuff and Loki is 78%. My final, like at the time that we did um, our phase four thing, I I gave Hawkeye 76%, uh, but that's dropped down to 74%. On my, mm. on my, um, in my own ra- rankings, and I do very much agree with that. I feel like that was all that last episode really finale. brought it down, yeah. Which is it's such a bummer. But it's a shame. It's a shame. I was really enjoying it. up It had the
0: potential to lift it up to the '80s, right? Oh man, like... if I had
1: some of my stingers in it,
0: <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh,
1: but no, no, I like thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, like again, the characters, the actors, everyone was great in it. Like that kind of energy was something that we needed, and I think it was something we need at the moment in the world right now. And True. as Christmas comes along, um it yeah. just had that right level of lightheartedness that um I I had fun with. So yeah. True. Yeah. River, what about you, mate?
0: Uh, I I think I'll read this at number three as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cool. So I put I put um Loki at number one, what number if it number division? two. Yeah, what if it yeah. number two. Um and then Hawkeye at number three
1: and then one division at number one division will be
0: fourth yeah Falcon. um what, even uh, is <laughs> what is Falcon what is Falcon with soldier isn't it
1: crazy to think these all of these shows came out this year that is insane well, this There's is a lot of content
0: this is what I was gonna say apart from like our criticisms and our our issues with Phase Four put that aside for a second and just think about how incredible Marvel Studios has been to us. You know, we always kind of complain—not complain, but it's—it's sort of like a lighthearted complaint about how we always, we're always waiting to see, like when is the next MCU movie or now TV series? We're always kind of like sitting in long anticipation, waiting for the next one. Mm. And Marvel Studios has been so faithful to the fan community; they've grown the amount of content over time and how much they release. In one year. You remember, mm. you remember like back when Iron Man came out, Iron Man was like one movie, and then Iron, Iron Man two, 2 was like the next year. It was like one movie per
1: year. Oh man, yeah, crazy, right? Crazy. The first I mean, they... 10 years was like only up to what uh Captain Marvel Pretty so much. much has happened since Captain Marvel, right? Like, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. It's like, and they increased it to like three movies a year, and, and that was like heaps, and we're like, yeah, we're getting three movies a year, but then that didn't feel like enough because we wanted to
1: just see more and more Marvel stuff. And, <laughs> and now and, it's like, if we don't get Marvel each week, we get Star Wars. Uh, we're yeah, spoiled. We're spoiled.
0: True. We are spoiled. I mean, Disney is <laughs> going ham right now. You know, yeah. these guys are like killing it with all the content they're bringing out. Um, so I, I think for what it's worth, we have got, how many this year? Nine. Nine properties. Yeah. Eight properties. Nine properties.
1: nine yeah we got nine
0: that's that nine pieces of mcu stuff so yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm incredibly grateful like I'm, I'm pretty sure i can speak on behalf of all mcu fans like incredibly grateful grateful that we got this much stuff in one year <laughs> they've done so well marvel she yep, they've, they've done incredibly done well. well um and, you know, we've done so well that we we spend hours and hours talking about it in podcasts. <laughs>
1: you could have watched the whole of Hawkeye in this one podcast. <laughs> exactly,
0: <or else>. exactly. <laughs> so I, I think it's great. Um, and, like, um, just uh, just maybe a way to wrap up this cast. I'm just going to quickly go through the stuff that's coming out next year. Let's do it. Okay. <sighs> I'm going to up that little banner too. <laughs> so first up. To start off 2022, we have Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness that is coming out on May 6th, 2022. May 6, Directed by um, Sam Raimi, by the way.
1: Sam. He's coming back.
0: Uh, I think he's going to start bringing his horror vibes because uh, I think he was pretty good at doing horror back in his heyday um but it's pretty it's pretty weird that you have dr strange in the multiverse of madness directed by sam raimi who done the early spider-man movies um and how dr strange is in spider-man no way home i think that's kind of uh poignant there (laughs) (laughs) um so that's pretty exciting um how does that fit in the mcu where probably we don't really know much about multiverse of madness apart from the fact that we do get supreme strange yeah strange supreme however you want to call him um is that is
1: that his name i just
0: Dark Doctor Strange,
1: yeah, <laughs> evil, and, um, evil timeline, evil timeline,
0: Doctor Strange, evil oh, timeline, Doctor. Yeah, he's Strange so... Supreme, um, Strange Supreme. Uh, so yeah, that's that's the first What If character that we've got um, out of What If into the Man, bigger so films. So that's huge. Um, and then after that, we have in the summer. So that's like you know around about June, July in the United States. We have Miss Marvel series. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of a sizzle reel of the Miss Marvel series when they did when Kevin Feige did that presentation on um, Disney. Yeah. Um, So we we have seen a few clips of Miss Marvel and we've seen a couple of uh, photos. So that's going to be released sometime in the summer of the US. Um, I don't know how this fits into the greater MCU, but obviously we're going to find out how that's going to go down. And then on July 8th we have Thor: Love and Thunder. Um Taka coming back to direct bat, which is gonna be
2: okay.
0: should be a pretty good one. I mean I think he done a great job with Ragnarok. I don't rate Ragnarok as high as everybody else, but I think it's uh, I think it's, 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 definitely it's the best out of He it. doesn't really find the that good. <laughs> It's
1: like, this isn't funny. This is just us being Kiwis. It's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. The humor
0: is just like the stuff that we normally do in yeah. New Zealand. So. <laughs> Our um, lives are a comedy. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's going to be a lot of surprises in this movie. I think, yeah. you know, the biggest surprise is going to see how um, nah. Natalie Portman plays Thor. Um, that's going to be interesting. I think uh, I'm, I'm guessing, and I'm going to just put it out there, I'm guessing that Thor is going to die in this film
1: mm.
0: yeah I think he either dies in this film or maybe dies in Guardians Volume 3 whatever or becomes
1: it be. Odin's son and just come he ends up being the guy sitting on the throne
0: yeah well he, he ends up becoming the guy that diminishes into the ether just the same way that his father, his did father does yeah. <laughs> I don't know true, true. I, I, there's got to be a, a way to write out the character and I think the only way to write out a god character like Thor what is is to be to kill him, him right because yeah. Because like he has to participate in the multiversal wars or whatever is going to happen in the future, yeah, because he's a god, he kind of has to. He can't just you can't just like forget that he exists when you have all these crazy universal battles. You have to write him off somewhere. No, I think he, the goes, person, to, he goes
1: to Doctor Strange. Says make everyone forget Thor. <laughs> <laughs> they repeat the same story. <laughs> there, this is Thor's, how the multiverse starts. <laughs> Thor
0: five is like Thor, no way home. <laughs> yeah. yeah. oh my god um but i think the character to kill him would be someone like adam warlock or something yeah yeah um and then uh from there we have the she hulk series which is also 2022 we just don't know when i'm assuming that's going to be around the november mark if you have a look at the way marvel shooters have done all their tv series this year i think they're going to follow the same formula so one early on uh, a couple in the summer period, and then we got She-Hulk. That will probably be in the fall or something like that. Yeah. Um. Then we got Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. That Wakanda comes forever. out in November 11th. Maybe we might have some um, What If
1: characters appearing there. Maybe
0: this could be this could be like the Black Panther What If. I, I mean, because yeah. we don't have Chadwick Boseman. Have you know, Chad, rest yeah. in peace to Chadwick Boseman. We don't have him anymore. Um. But you know, Ryan Coogler, the director of this film. He said that Black Pan- uh, Chadwick Boseman will still be in this movie, so I don't know how they're going to do oh, this. I
1: think he said then we're not replacing. We're not replacing. We're Chadwick Chadwick not replacing Chadwick Boseman. Uh, and if they so- bring, if they bring Michael B. Jordan in as um, alternate uh, Black Panther, Black Panther, that, yeah, that does honor that, and particularly because that alternate Black Panther fought alongside Chadwick in uh, Chadwick Black Panther, T'Challa Black Panther, right. And Oh no, he fought alongside uh, Guardians Black Panther. Um uh, yeah. uh, Guardians the Guardians, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Um so I think there's that's a really nice way of honoring honouring Chadwick in that where mm. it's like this is uh Michael B. Jordan, Black Panther that respects yeah. him and, and knows of and is connected to in many ways. Like yeah, with, yeah. So with the villainous intent maybe. Um, I mean, it could be
0: like, it'd be interesting how they honor him and still keep him as the Black Panther per se, and then just get somebody else to take on the mantle, whether it's like Shuri or uh, M'Baku, I don't know, Mm -hmm. like M'Baku... I think Mbaku is going to have a really good moment in this movie. I get yep. a feeling he's going to get a really good arc in this. And, yeah, and because I, so I, I love him as a character.
1: Yeah, so good. <laughs> he's
0: very good. I think Winston, Winston Duke. Um, he's really good to see on screen. Yeah. I think he's got a lot of charisma that you would normally see in these
1: characters. As the um, protagonist for sure. As it? the
0: protagonist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and and I, just I, trust I Ryan worried.
1: Coogler as well to that. Like, I really, I'm not really worried about it. I just really trust Ryan Coogler to honor Chadwick think, and to tell a good story. And yep. and and what Black Panther was because you don't rate it very high, do you? I don't. Ver- yeah. <laughs> yeah. But well, to what sorry. it, what it was unpopular ratings
0: for these movies because it's one of my
1: favorite movies. But it it was yeah it was it, for what it is for our diaspora for um BIPOC people yeah. uh for what this did in film uh, as yeah. as as a movie yeah uh, Disney um I'm really glad that there is a real sense that. Ryan Coogler does get to, to to have the creative control to tell yeah. the story well.
0: Yeah, um, I think he's a really good director. I think he's a great storyteller. I, I still think his best film to date is Creed. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think Creed is awesome. And, and I want to see more of that kind of storytelling um, and also that kind of style of filmmaking because – When I look at something like Black Panther and the way it's shot, the choices of cinematography, the choices of colors and color grading, it just looks like a completely different film aesthetically Mm. compared to something like Creed. And yeah, I know they're not the same movies, but, but, um, (laughs) you know, usually when you have a very talented director who likes to have a bit of a thumbprint on their films, you can kind of see the themes throughout all their movies, regardless of the genres. Um, So I I just want to see a little bit more of that. Um, (laughs) Anyway, um, after that, we've got the Marvels, which comes out on February 17th, 2023, and then we've got the holiday special Guardians Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm not <laughs> excited <awesome>. about that.
1: <laughs> I'm excited. But the, the the Guardians roster, I don't know, the Guardians roster is going to have changed so much by then, I think. Oh, so. yeah,
0: for sure, for sure. And then Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, that is July 28th. In yeah. two thousand and twenty three, and then we have Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, May fifth, two thousand and twenty three, and then Fantastic Four is supposedly got July twenty eighth, two thousand and twenty
1: three.
0: Wow! Um, and then Blade is finishing off the year for Marvel Studios. So is in uh, finishing off. So that's a two year timeline, eh? That is a two year timeline. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> I did say one <laughs> year, but um, <laughs> they've they've introduced all these um, time. Uh, all these uh, releases, time releases, date releases, sorry. Yep. They've released it recently and they haven't actually confirmed a few titles, but I'm thinking that Blade is one of them, which is the November 10th, 20, 2023 one. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking Fantastic Four is going to be July 28th, 2023. Cool, That's just my guess. And then I think
1: um, I think by then we'll have an idea of when Mutants is happening. True. Kind of form. By then, true. By then, but not now. And <laughs> not I'm yet.
0: actually like not surprised that, that Kevin Feige has decided to just put things like x-men in the back burner because yeah, i think all that stuff is way too fresh right nah, yeah. way way too fresh i would even say that fantastic four is a little bit fresh to bring in but you know what if kim faggy <laughs> says bringing them in I, I mean i'm taking it i'm not gonna <laughs> <laughs>
1: not if, there's, not if there's a bad taste in your mouth i feel like there's never a, a bad time to bring back something if um there's a bad taste in your
0: mouth it's true <laughs> it's true um yeah man I guess that just brings us to the end of the cast like do mm-hmm. you have any final thoughts uh, any kind of like yeah. uh strong words of uh encouragement for people going into the holiday season uh-huh. and if you're a first time like a fan to the MCU what's your message to the first what's time my fan? message
1: <laughs> I mean I, 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 I I'm I'm really uh in, in a in a funny time in life with this this current lockdown for Sydney or not lockdown but uh, this this ramp up and, and and we're just hours away from Christmas. Yeah. Uh, I just I guess maybe my message would be to you MCU fans out there, just to, just to uh, you know get some hot cocoa and get turn on your Dis- get, get, you know, turn on your Disney Plus and and just and just run yourself through a few of these these old flicks, some old TV shows. Uh, yeah, just get 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 ready and get excited because I, I do feel that what Phase Four has been. Has been a stepping stone, and uh, while that hasn't done Phase Four favors, um, just get just get just get ready for some big big things that are, are coming. I, I keep thinking back to Spidey in uh, Far From Home swinging past the um, wait to see what we have in store for you. Uh, that that kind of excitement, <laughs> um, yeah. Just get get excited for that, guys, and um, be safe this summer slash winter if you're uh, on the northern hemisphere. Uh, mask up. And um, yeah, just uh, share the love
0: Share the love share the My love. Um, <clears throat> my encouragement and my um, my words of wisdom for new MCU fans Is not as elaborate as yours It's just really, watch everything before Phase 4 kicks in again <laughs> Before yeah. we get to Multiverse of Madness You have so much time You know, watch all 31, 32? 32? did you say? Yeah, 32 now Watch all 32 pieces of MCU before may six sure.
1: <laughs> just do it just do it honestly it's worth it and um, um i just remembered one thing sorry bro was uh yeah. yeah if anyone has any comments or questions like send them in we can send them in. answer them
0: <laughs> yeah send them in we do we do plan on like you know living up to our promises uh if people want some more mcu content then you can hit us up you can hit us up and we will do our best to try and figure out how we can do that in the future um where can they find you, Nathan?
1: Yeah, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, I'm just pretty much mostly on there sharing stories and snaps from my life uh, at np sammy. Yeah,
0: yeah, and you can find me at rivervilly, or no, sorry, it's at river underscore villy. Um, the podcast itself, obviously, is at legit cool podcast. Um, it's been a pleasure, Nathan. Thank you so much for jumping on. Thanks, it's always so much, good to river. have you on the show.
1: Oh, it's always nice to be here. Merry Christmas
0: merry merry christmas happy holidays and drink happy heaps topics. but not too much <laughs> thank you everybody for jumping on the show and don't forget i have some more episodes to release on the matrix trilogy i have reloaded and revolutions that's going to drop very very soon and then we're going to lead up to resurrections
1: Resurrections. Resurrections. Ciao. Ciao.
0: thank you for everybody to jump in and we will see you guys again